What's up, my friends? So we have two stories of the day. Zelensky of Ukraine is thanking the Argentina libertarian president for supporting Ukraine. And he's meeting with Biden's aide after lunch with Bill Clinton. We have Bobby Sausalito on the show today. Thanks for being here, Bobby. Welcome to Dreamer Podcast, folks. Here's the intro. So that right-wing libertarian who won in Argentina who calls everybody libtards came to the United States to check notes, meets with Bill Clinton and a Biden aide. After visiting a rabbi's grave, next trip, Israel. Is this guy gonna pan out and be the leader everybody hopes he is? Or will he turn out to be another controlled opposition dud? Only time will tell, but I'm gonna discuss it with Bobby Sauce today here on Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road, let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of Dream Rare Podcast. We have a few very serious stories to get into today, but I kind of just want to riff off this to start. Um, Argentina's Mali, this is supposed to be like the based red pill, the libertarian Argentina leader. The first thing he does is he meets with Bill Clinton, of all people, for lunch. I don't know. What do you think about that? Started off. Yeah, pretty suspect. Definitely, definitely weird. Uh, Bill Clinton's a creepazoid, creepazoid weirdo. Uh, I wonder what happened uh, in Haiti with all that Haiti uh, hurricane relief money. Uh, if, of all the people to meet with, it seems uh, seems very peculiar and strange. And I guess I wonder if this guy will be the supposed savior that everybody seems to think that he is. I just think it's funny because, you know, they both like to party a little bit. And uh, I was just listening to Theo Vaughn talk to Wayne Gretzky, and he mentioned how cool Bill Clinton was to like golf with and stuff, you know, because especially if you're from another country, it's just like, listen, I'm just here for a good time. You know, I'm not trying to get into politics. I'm just trying to hang out. And I just find it wild because I I don't know. You know, I have to do a little more research, but apparently this guy's kind of like freaky with it. You know, he's into like tantric sex. They say he wants to like convert you know, religions. He's out here being a wild boy. He may or may not be on cocaine. I'm not sure. But, you know, I think it's kind yeah. of funny the first thing he does, because he's like, I'm libertarian. I'm going to like ban the everything, you know, government sucks. And it's like, yeah, I'm a Bill Clinton. And I guarantee they just talked about, you know, like, what's it like leading a country, but also just wanting to like bang a lot of women? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I would I would I would wonder if it was more along the lines of like, what was it like flying on that jet 30 times to that island we can't talk about? Are you talking about the Bitcoin jet, Javier Molise Bitcoin jet to, uh, no. to libertarianism? Oh. No, no, I'm talking about the the Lolita Express, the the uh, uh, to the Great Island that everyone loves. I forgot about that that whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Seemed like a pretty big deal. Just completely disappeared, you know. But you yeah. know, there's a lot of wars going on. You know, we could talk about Israel, Palestine, or uh, Ukraine. We could talk about Trump versus DeSantis. We could talk about George Santos. Dude, he's so that's so funny to me because like no, no one on the in the Republican Party knew who George Santos was until he won. And like Jimmy Kimmel's always talking about him. And you you know, we're kind of in the space. Like, do you know anybody like seven months ago that cared about George Santos? I'm not saying nope. he's a plant, but it just seems like he's like the controlled opposition. I'm, I'm not even saying he's controlled opposition. He might be the real deal. It's like, that's just the theater. He's like the Kim Kardashian of the Republican Party that majestically came out of nowhere. And they're like, Jimmy Kimmel's like, hey, George Santos, man. I mean, like, OnlyFans. What's up with the George? And like the liberals are like, George. And it's like, we don't know who George Santos <laughs> is. Like, you know, like, who is he? I don't I don't know what I, I, I'm assuming he's doing somewhat of a good job. You know, if they're mad at him, but he just seems very, uh, I don't know if I could say gay. So I'm going to say like, he seems very, um, 
metra metrosexual well he, he's kind of like funny I think he said he was. I think he said he was a crossdresser or something or other. Oh, yeah. I it, say. yeah, he was like a crossdresser in like Colombia or something like that. Or like, there's definitely some suspect behavior there. But it just what? goes. To, it just goes to show that the like the the Republican Party, the GOP, whatever you want to call it, is just bad at just everything. It's like <laughs> this guy actually won a seat. I think in New York, which is why it was so significant that he got in and 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 nobody ever even heard about him how did he even win that's what i don't understand you and i are pretty tuned in so how did this like cross-dressing like weirdo freak that lied about everything make it in and then what's even more disappointing after that is the fact that he got in and then people on the right are like well he's our liar it's like well then you can't be mad at like ilhan omar or any of these other demons if you're not gonna say that this guy is a scumbag as well I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like him, but I have no like backing for that. You know, I like to know what I'm talking about. I think that my reputation depends on it. But with George Santos, I'm I don't care enough to look into it. I just see the headlines and I just think he's hilarious. But it it almost feels like whether it's real purposeful or not, it's like he's what they show to like Democrats, where it just creates this theater where things like Jeffrey Epstein, things like this, like or deep diving topics never get to it because this Kardashian esque like, yo, look what this guy with the lisps did, you know? Wow. And it's like, who like there's 500 people in Congress. I, there's time to like weigh in on Lauren Boebert in a movie theater and whatever. Like that's, I understand why that would be a news story. I'm just saying, it's like, I feel like there's more important things that never get addressed because of that. And, uh, I just, I don't know how I got on that tangent. I'm glad I did, but, uh, you know, I just think it's so funny that Malia, he's like, yeah, dude, we're going to get rid of the Department of Education and, you know, Ministry of Everything. We're going to go Bitcoin. No, it's like no banks, central banks. And then also, dude, he says he's getting rid of Argentina's central bank and he's moving everything to the U.S. petrodollar. And it's like, that's a W for American citizens. Like, I'll take take some, you know, currency boost, you know, I don't want to be broke. But it's just so like, is that libertarianism? And then when I say that, I'm going to pass it back. I'm sorry. People will act like I'm hating. I don't care. You see me laughing here. It's like it's I'm over stressing out about this stuff. But everyone's like, oh, you know, I'll give him a chance. Hopefully he tunes out. Maybe he turns Argentina around. But I'm just like laughing hysterically that it's like Zelensky's thanking him. He meets with Bill Clinton, like one of the first things he does. And then he just says he's putting all of his 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 entire country on the U.S. petrodollar. It's like, all right, bro, you're you're. I I, here's the here's the thing that I think might be. Because it's kind of like you either think that there's like this diabolical scheme and most, if not all, things are connected or they're like dumb and things are just unfolding as they were. Right. And I tend to lean more towards the former where it's like I do think that a lot of these things are connected. So my thought is like, okay, this guy has the right policies. Right. He has the right ideals like Argentina, at least from what I can understand, has this like horrible economic track record and monetary track record in there. They're like back is up against the wall. So like naturally these policies, you would hope you at least assume would win. Right. They're the right policies. I would almost wonder that like this guy, imagine if you were a person in Argentina and you wanted to control power, but you knew that these policies were ultimately going to win. 
wouldn't you just put a cartoon character to be the steward of those policies to drown out the actual maybe normal real character and then use that guy and kind of be able to manipulate him so he gets in on those policies but then you right. have him in your pocket that's kind of what i would wonder like who was running against him because he couldn't have been the only person that ran with those policies right but he's the zany like upside down guy that talks to his dogs with crazy hair right so right. i wonder if like was there a better guy that they were like let's put the cartoon character in and get him to win on the policies and then basically maybe potentially crater them and then blame the policies as the reason why they cratered as opposed to the guy you know right he's like oh libtard libtard oh, libertarian <laughs> libtard libtard he's like oh bill clinton he's like so you know right. what's it you know we're too, we're, we're too, we like to slang a little thing. You know, he's like, oh, come on, bro. I, that, that was the worst. I just want to, on record, that was the worst Bill Clinton attempt at an accent ever. I I almost, I shouldn't have even said I attempted it because I don't think anyone would have known because it was so no. far away. Uh, I'll go back in, into my mirror and uh, practice that. But, you know, it's just like the best. what you were saying with um that I've noticed I notice a lot of things that gets me in trouble, but, uh, you know, I've noticed that with the, <laughs> the right wing, uh, you know, populist candidates all over the world. There's one thing that, you know, they all kind of have in common. And especially, I think in America, a lot of Republicans can speak out against Ukraine a little bit, but the establishment ones don't around the world. It seems like they all don't. They all like, you know, um, what was her name in Italy? She was like super pro Ukraine. She sounded like a Democrat. Uh, Geert Wilders. I don't know what his stance is. I would be shocked if he wasn't like ultra pro Ukraine. This guy is, is like that. You know, he has more of a Democrat stance on that. And I'm not saying it has to be Democrat or Republican because I know that's another false paradigm. Like whether it's Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, maybe you're from Ukraine and you love Ukraine. And it's like that doesn't make you a Democrat or Republican. You have a reason to like one country over the other. But um. You know, I do think that they're controlling the opposition. They see that left wing liberalism is coming to a halt and end. They see that right wing populism is on the rise. Things that they called fringe three years ago or, or fringe are, are now becoming popular. And I think they figured this out. And honestly, it does seem like they try to, you know, hop on that trend and make sure that the right wing populists that are rising all over Europe and America play ball with certain categories. And you know, that's literally what's happening. And I'm not saying that from a hateful perspective. I wish this guy the best. I wish Trump the best if he does get in or any Republican that gets in. I pray that they could do a good job. I hope they get. But I'm an analyst, right? I look at analytics. I look at stats. I'm not like, you know, the numbers guy from the baseball movie or anything. But I try to just base what I'm saying based on presentation and what's going on. And I've come to that conclusion that exactly what you said is going on. They figured out a way to wrangle in the right wing populace. So certain categories they won't like, like, could he have won if he didn't support Israel and Ukraine? You know, right. if he was like, you know, I want to be completely libertarian like Dave Smith and I want to isolate myself. You're not you're getting in and you're probably, <laughs> you know, he, he attaches himself to Israel and America. He puts his country on the petrodollar. He flies as a meeting with Bill Clinton. Like, I'm not saying it's over for him, but I, it's it's pretty, pretty clear where this is going. Yeah, I think that I think that the thing that I, I tend to forget sometimes probably for worse is like in a lot of it is negotiation, right? It's like if you were running a business, you have to you have to bend on some certain things and maybe do something that you might be don't want to do as much in order to get the deal. And I would wager that a lot of these guys are doing that where there's someone that's saying, 
you have to play ball with financing Israel. You have to play ball with financing Ukraine. You have to play ball with all of these things or otherwise you're not going to get in. We're going to find some other guy. And that's why a person like Mike Johnson falls out of the, you know, falls out of a tree and gets elected. And it's like, and then every, and then everybody says stuff like, they're like, Mike Johnson's a good man. Give him a chance. Like he wants to, <laughs> he, he wants an app that lets him know if his son looks at, you know, stepsister prawn. And it's like, they're like, he's good. And then like the first thing he gets in, he's like, we really need to make sure we finance Israel. We need to make sure we finance Ukraine. We need to make sure it's a priority. It's like, Bro, this guy's exactly the same. So I I do think that at the end of it all, it's like if whoever is really making the decisions, I think way beyond these people are basically like, if you don't do these five things, you can play around and mess around and all the rest, but you have to do these five things or you'll never you'll never have a career in this town. And I think that they're all just like, okay. <laughs> right. To, maybe. I don't know. And there's two aspects of that. One is the funding, right? Like say Zelensky in Ukraine, he had that television show and he was bankrolled, I think, a large portion or a big portion by Kolomoisky, who is now banned from the United States on some sort of European British banking scheme. And, you know, like that guy's like, if you ever look up Kolomoisky, The Atlantic, I don't, I think it, The Atlantic is a terrible rag uh, publication, but they did yep. do a really good deep dive into Volodymyr Zelensky like before the war broke out. And it's actually fascinating. They talked about him, Kolomoisky, um, how he bankrolled it and how like, you know, Zelensky distanced himself. But it's like, could Zelensky have won without that television show? No. Could Zelensky have won without that guy's money? No. The interesting thing with President Trump that I bring up that a lot of people get mad at um, he ran on this amazing premise of like, I'm so rich, I don't need their money. And it's like, dude, that's baller. Like he doesn't have to sell out because he doesn't need their money. And then the weird part was after he won the election is when he took most of the bribes. He took over a hundred million dollars from corporations. He actually broke records taking money from corporations, including Pfizer, Bank of America. The reason his swamp was swampy isn't because he got tricked. He sold out. He took the money like everybody else. And then he does like the whole premise of his thing was, I'm not going to take the money so I won't sell out. Once he took the money, he, his whole cabinet looked like a, you know, Mitt Romney cabinet. He hired Mitch McConnell's wife. He hired pharmacy lobbyists. That's my question is like, why did Trump take that money? Like, did he need that money? Does he not care? Is there something more we don't know? This uh, Javier Mali guy, I don't know much about, uh, like where he got the funding for his presidency. Clearly, somebody had to bankroll him to get ads on television and stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, may, maybe he may or may not have been given cocaine. No, I just I just like to joke around to say he looks like a cokehead. But, uh, you know, people could call me that, too. So I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I'd. I just think it's funny, but maybe it's not funny. Like if he was standing in front of me, I'm trying to like, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Like he might be like, dude, no. And I'd be like, I'm, uh, you're right. I'm sorry, Javier. That was a low blow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I, I, I said a lot of stuff, but like say the corporate money where Trump took over a hundred million dollars from uh, corporate donors, like after running a successful campaign and not taking the money, why? I don't understand why. Like, do you think they have to take the money? Do you think it's just convenient so you don't have to spend your own I, I don't know. I mean, I sometimes I like I wish I understood a little bit more of the fundamentals of politics, but I would wager that I would wager that, you know, no person, Trump or otherwise, could spend enough money. It's like you may need these people and the and the reception of the money may not may not be so much that you need it, but it may just be like. Like, for example, think about it like this. It's like, well, if you don't take it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Right. So it's like and then also there's this there's this record of this thing existing. 
I, I don't know. I, I think that there I think that the thing that bothers me is not so much that he takes it, but that he pretends and not even just him, but that they pretend that they're not going to take it or they say that they're not going to take it. And then they get the best of both worlds. They pretend that they don't need it. But then when they actually take it and then everybody else will do gymnastics to justify it when he didn't even justify it himself. That's something that I find so strange. It's like like, for example, yes, it was like yesterday. Uh, like a BLM, like some BLM leader endorsed, <laughs> endorsed Donnie, I, I guess, on, on TV. Right. And then Donnie comes out and he goes, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm honored to have the endorsement of this BLM leader. Like, thanks so much. Whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> and then DeSantis post today. He's just like, he's like, isn't that crazy that Trump just got this endorsement from a BLM person and thanked him? And then all the people in the comments are like, shut up, Ron. You don't know anything like you need to drop out. He's like, he should accept any endorsement. It's like, but if but if DeSantis got endorsed or if anybody else got endorsed That's by them, right. they would have freaked out. So it's like, it doesn't matter what he does. And it's not even about Trump. I'm not here to like, like we're not running an anti-Trump campaign, but like if you if you can constantly have people that will run cover and make excuses no matter what you do, no matter what it is, and you don't hold everybody to the same, then I just don't trust any opinions that you have. Like you're completely brainwashed just like anybody else. And on the left, like the same that people make excuses for things that they want for others, the left actually used to really care about corporate donations. They said Citizens United yeah. is a huge problem. Um, and then I don't know what happened. Trump got in and the left lost their mind. And now they don't seem they seem to be aligned with most donors on almost everything, except for maybe like Israel and Palestine. There's a, a split between maybe the establishment and the activists. I saw recently, I mean, I don't know to what extent this happened, but Palestinian protesters um, were outside of Jimmy Carter's wife's funeral. And it's like Jimmy Carter was the most pro-Palestine president ever. So it's like, why would you do that? You know, these these people, these are this. a lot of them are the same ones that are in the streets with Antifa BLM. I'm not trying to paint them all that way because this does attract a new crowd also. But it's like, if you know, why, like why? You don't even respect someone's funeral that actually had respect for your movement. You can't give them like five minutes. So it's, it's like a mess on both sides. And I think when you say that, people can't understand because they're like, well, if they suck, well, then they must be awesome. And it's like, well, not really. Uh, I want to read a super chat real quick. Uh, VBDC said Trump couldn't get to Saudi Arabia any faster after the inauguration. Petrodollar is pretty crucial. That was crazy when he put his hand on that, like, you know, weird ball. Like, it looked like it was from Spencer's Gifts. Orb, you know, yeah. I was like, <laughs> orb, like the Spencer's Gifts orb. I'm like, is that an expensive orb or are you guys just at the mall? Um, it, it's just like the, the symbolism of that. Like, when they go to Israel, yeah. they all put on the hat and they hit, touch the wall. When they go to Saudi Arabia, like, they touch the orb. It's like, bro, you can't do a business deal without touching a freaking Spencer's Gifts orb. Like, just, just to show us, like, we run stuff. We got oil, baby. You're like, okay, geez. I'm sorry. Uh, but with Argentina, one of these things, too, you know, they don't have a strong economy. They're not America despite what people say about America's collapsing by this, by that, because the currency is collapsing. Our currency is doing actually really well. And uh, Argentina, I, they don't really have that option. They don't have a strong economy. They don't have a lot of people. They don't have a military like us. So with him, I understand there's a few options. It's like, what do we do? He's, you know, I don't care what people say. I'm not going to say he's a puppet. We'll see what he does. But he's aligning himself 100% with America and it. Israel and it seems like he's like take my bank take 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 the currency you know we'll work with you like do whatever and it's like I hope yep. it works out for him because from a currency side you know everyone will be like oh I hate the petrodollar everybody uses it all the time until you know bitcoin or something else takes over probably not going to happen we all use it we all pay our taxes with it unless you're avoiding taxes somehow uh you know it's like it doesn't hurt me as an American citizen for him to align himself but 
I'm not going to act like he's this freedom fighter, outsider, totally by himself. Like a real libertarian is like someone like a Dave Smith, who no offense, I like Dave, probably would never get elected because he actually has core values and principles. And it seems like that would prevent him from getting donor money or, you know, finding the funding or power to take over a country. Yeah, I think that like just the thing that kills me about libertarianism, which I generally like more often than not, is I don't think that even libertarianism is completely even realistic because it almost assumes that like in the event that the government completely gets out of the way entirely, that there's no other bad actors in the equation. So I do think that like some libertarian policies in a lot of ways are good, but that pure libertarianism probably isn't and then or isn't realistic in, in practice. Um, but I think that the this dude... He, uh, you know, to me, at least from what I understand about Argentina and like, did I pay attention to Argentina more than two weeks ago? No, I'll be honest about that. <laughs> but at least from what I could see, it seems like it seems like the general disposition in the world, if you were going to be this guy or this country, let's say the representative of this country is like America is not losing. And no matter what they seem to get their hands in they're they're trillions of dollars of debt and gaining. They're literally showering money all over the world. They have no problem destroying themselves, but they're also handing everything out to everybody else and still somehow maintaining this grip on power. The easiest thing that I could do, or at the very least, the best is to not go up against the, the bully on the playground. And I'll say whatever they need me to say and do whatever they need me to do in order to get under their wing. And it's like, it's very clear that like Zelensky and all these others are willing to do that. So I think that maybe they're just like, screw it, dude. We're, if we don't, we're screwed. So I, I understand the strategy. Right. And the type of, and I'm not knocking, there are good people in politics like Ron Paul's and Thomas Massey's and really that's it. No, right now. <laughs> right. He's a right now. Oh, and, and Don, and Don, no, no, totally not Rhino Don, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I think it attracts a certain type of person where if you are an ethical person that really wants to hold true, it's going to be hard to climb the ladder. I was at a Halloween party with this guy who was like a mayor, like somewhere in Washington. I don't know, like a town. I don't think he was the mayor of Washington or Seattle or anything. But um, he was telling me like, you know, we were drinking and stuff and he, he seemed very nice and chill. And honestly, this is just secondhand words. So he could have been lying, but he said he seemed pretty genuine. He said, I, I asked him, I was like, what was the tell me something about like going into office that was different or whatever. And he was like, you know, I, I came in with all these ideas that I wanted to do. And he's like, when I got in, I just realized that I couldn't do a lot of things I wanted to do. Like I didn't have the power and the structure to he's like, and then I just had to like compromise on a bunch of things. And he's like, you know, and that's what you have to do because you know, if you have house and Senate and it is about forming a coalition and you could be Thomas Massey and Ron Paul and be like, Hey, let's get rid of the federal reserve. And one person signs it. It, it literally doesn't matter. So yep. you do in some ways have to play ball. That's not making excuses for liars or corruption, but you know, that is the world that he's in. And with this guy, Mali, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they pick charismatic people that are just good at getting people's attention. Like it's like, Oh, lip tart, lip tart, lip tart. And then he gets in. He's like, all right, what do I do? You know? And like with Trump, it's like the same thing. He's like, you're a liar. You're garbage. You're fat. Wait, you're fat. You are fat and you are ugly and your wife is ugly. But at the same time, who should I pick for FBI director? I'll listen to you, Chris Christie. Ted Cruz, I like you. I hate you. I like you. I don't, you know, it's like, it's almost like he, he's the showman. Trump's the showman. Malie's the showman. Geert Wilders, whatever, you know, all these people around the world. Um, and then when they get in, it's like, I, I could see him like, he's just like, all right, just, Give me whatever you want to give me. I got here. I'm here. Leave me alone. I'll try to do a few things. Maybe uh, I don't know what I'm doing. 
I like drugs. <laughs> you know, that's like the vibe I get from this Malik guy. Like he's yeah. chilling with Bill Clinton. Well, the th I think that I think that what they're what they are realizing is that you know at least that the fundamental principle of business is like it's not the best product that sells the most; it's the best marketed one. You know, so I think that they're just realizing that you know marketing is the new currency, and that the the attention span of the average voter and or general public is very limited. If like, if I could straight up lie to you, and if I could be a person that has been effective on policy decision after policy decision, but my marketing sucks, that you're gonna get absolutely dogged. So they're just like, you know, in these, it's almost like, I don't know if like, if you see, a, if you see marketing in other countries, it doesn't seem as like sophisticated as here. Like you'll go, <laughs> like if you go overseas, for example, and you're walking down the street, it'll literally just be like, it'll be like hot dog, very good or something, $1.99, which is <laughs> fine. But it's almost like it's less sophisticated because it just works. So it's like they, they're, I think, realizing the Trump effect, which is it's about the marketing more so than the policy. And they're just like, let's get like zany upside down clown hair guy that's like talking to his dog and, and, being, and being zany and wild. And he'll suck up all the attention. And then it really doesn't matter what he's actually going to follow through on. And that's why like people like DeSantis, who everybody seems to have a problem with, but they like them you know, five minutes ago is because his marketing is garbage. His branding is garbage. He has new, his communication skills are terrible where like he could be objectively better or anybody, not even just him than the other candidate, but people be like, he's stupid. He has a dumb smile. And that's the only thing anybody will remember. And that's the sad part about it is that they, whomever is pulling the strings in all of these world affairs, they understand that the attention spans are so limited that it's just a game of marketing now, more so than policy. And that's why I think that it's almost logical, it's almost improbable to think that they wouldn't try to have their finger on both sides of the of the candidates, in, at least in some way. So it's like, I don't think that anybody is going to be pure. There's always going to be somebody pulling it. And that's why I think that this guy is, is likely better than the other guy, but likely at least partially an installation. Right. I hear what you're saying, too, about libertarianism being like too idealistic in some ways. I find myself agreeing with them on a lot of policies, um, but yeah. say like isolationism. <clears throat> I, I do agree with it to some extent. Like we need America's way too overextended. Yep. But if you are a country and you're just by yourself, like say like Cuba, it's been real hard for them to keep that country. And um, Argentina, it's like if they said F you to everybody, it might not work. Even in our business, in our profession, everybody knows there's certain things that will close certain doors. Like if you yeah. said F you to like a crazy extent and did crazy stuff on every airline, you would be banned from all the airlines. And unless you have a private jet that you can buy, you're, you can't fly. So now you have to drive. You know, example of that, I think, is uh, someone like Owen Benjamin, where he really said F you to a lot of people like pretty hardcore, didn't back down at all. And then he moved and got a farm of his own, makes his own food, has kids and really did the homesteading life that everybody talks about on Instagram. Like he really lives it. And uh, that's the solution. And now he seems happy and he says, you know, I don't really care about politics. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm going to make fun of everybody and do my, but I'm still, you know, I'm self-sufficient. So I can make fun of everybody. And that like, if you're Javier Mali, like you can't play that game and be the president of Argentina. Like it's not going to work unless you just get so many people on your side and like create some sort of massive revolution. So I think the people in politics they know how to pretend like they're authentic people, but they're really not that person. Like they've learned how to mimic like what it would look like to be a real populist who really had their own ideas, who was going to say no or, or wouldn't back down. But then they back down because they know that there's certain places like you can't go. 
Ron Paul's a good example. And I think part of it had to do with his posture. Like I watched some of the old debates and he just looks like a little kid up there in a suit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that, that does matter presentation, whether people like it or not. Yep. His message was right, but his energy, his, his presentation was wrong. And also, you know, he, he couldn't figure out how to get the people on his side. So then those ideas, they manifest in some people. And I'm not saying he did nothing. He's an amazing guy. He's a revolutionary, but he never became president. Um, and I think that if, if you really want to say F you to everybody, you have to be able to be self-sufficient. And that's something that I've done too, to certain things. Like I know there's people at certain companies in certain places that are playing ball and they agree with a lot of things I say. And they're like, ah, I don't want to say that because I don't, but they, they're self-aware. And if you go further and further and further, you lose more and more and more, you know, let alone the president of Argentina running for office. Like if, if the pressure, pressure switch turns on and it becomes so real that these people are almost really good actors like or, or not good actors i mean biden's a terrible actor nancy pelosi's a terrible actor uh, mitch mcconnell's a bad actor like some of them i mean trump is good um you know there's a few good ones in there but um you know it's not it it, it isn't what people think it is because if you did say f you and went full blown libertarian you'd have to almost just post up on a farm and do your own thing because you wouldn't have access to this wicked world yeah, it's actually interesting. I just thought of this kind of when you were say, talking just now is like when you think about how let's call it right leaning people think about, you know, uh, people in their people that they want to be around. Right. Let's say like even like let's say a right leaning woman, for example, they're looking at the men in the space and they're, they're saying, oh, they're strong. They're independent They're They have a beard. Let's say they go to the gym. Right. They they're they're leaders. And I feel like almost almost like uh, that's maybe how we pick our leaders, the same way that you would pick a person to like procreate with. They have to be a strong force. They have to be tall. Right. They have to be assertive and all these other things. Whereas on the left, the left, it's like, why do they always look so weird? You know, why, why, why do they always have blue hair and they're like wiry and weird or whatever? They're just like sloppy. It's because their their currency, their social currency is rule following and like and like um peer mm. and like peer validated accolades. Like I'm a Harvard educated such and such. And it's like, I'll trust Joe Rogan, who looks physically fit, who I've been watching doing it, who has a successful life that appears to be happy. I'll trust him over over like seed oils, Peter Hotez or whoever, <laughs> you know, and I it's almost it's almost making sense to me now. It's like that's why the right. It like gravitates towards these people that have the presence and why Ron Paul, for example, doesn't really work there. But that's why everybody on the left seems to be so like ugly and weird and squirrely and like strange because all they care about is like peer reviewed, uh, you know, peer reviewed validation through all these like awards and accolades and whatnot and their ability to rule follow their way to the top. But it actually right. it's just I hadn't thought about that. And I would say like in general, like in, in the Hollywood world, you get kind of coddled and padded to be liberal, but then you're so far away from the reality of the problems you're causing. And I noticed this too, because I want to be clear for, for those who are going to nitpick. And I want to say real quick, uh, this is Bobby Sauce. Check him out on social media. I'll plug all his stuff at the end. You can check his YouTube channel. I'm going to get better with titling and stuff. I, I do all my own production. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little lo-fi on certain things, but it's Bobby Sauce. Check, check out his stuff. Um, yeah. We'll plug it at the end. But, you know, with with right wingers and left wingers, like not all right wingers take care of themselves. Obviously, not all left wingers look that way, obviously. Correct. But, you know, like say I'm on a you know, I'm I'm single again. I was I was kind of dating someone, but I keep my life private. So I didn't really talk about it that much. But I'm single. You know, I threw on a dating app and it's like you could kind of just see the duality that where, 
you know, I'm not going to, I would never like name names or something. I'm not that type of person. I think that's super rude and super messed up. But like anonymously, there's some women that would be like, don't, don't tell me about your Jesus fish. Tell me about your trauma. And it's like left wing. And they're like, they hate Jesus. They hate Trump and they want trauma. They want tattoos and trauma. Like they're saying that on their bio. So it's like, they're telling you, and I'm, I'm not being a dick. Cause I know that some right wingers are depressed. A lot of people are depressed. Some left wingers are happy. But I do think that like liberalism and kids goes hand in hand with depression because like you even said, where like Joe Rogan takes care of himself. Uh, Peter Hotez looks like, uh, you know, Roly Poly or the girl, blueberry girl from a Willy Wonka, you know, just like reincarnated. And it's like at the end of the day, when you take care of yourself, you start figuring stuff out and it's like, oh, is this a right wing workout, bro? And it's like, well, most people in the UFC seem to be conservative because when you're like a fighter, it's just the realest element of life and you're strong and you take care of yourself and you're disciplined and you can't drink and smoke all the time. And when you let yourself go, you start falling into that victim mentality and you think it's you hate people who do good. And, you th you know, like I hate the Jesus fish. I hate the Trump guy. I hate these people. Just show me your trauma. And it's like misery loves company. There's a lot of that. And a lot of left wingism is like beat these people down. And once you beat them down, you know, they're going to be easy to take over. If I'm a strong, healthy guy that is very educated, like they when they said, oh, we're going to send people around to doors and uh, to educate people on vaccines, I was hoping they came to my door because I would have filmed it and it would have went viral because I knew more than the person coming to my door. I'm I have I'm uh, armed with education. I'm armed with knowledge. I'm armed with self-confidence and self-esteem. So you can't just stick a needle in my arm if I, if I don't want it. And all I have to choose. But if you're depressed and you don't care about yourself and you don't take care of yourself, it doesn't really matter. And if you, you're not armed with education, so I'm not saying, you know, everyone left and right does that, but clearly left wingers follow the rules. They put on the mask because they don't like their face anyway. You know what I'm saying? If you're depressed and you don't like yourself and you don't, you're, you're awkward anyway, it's like, it's easier. Some people keep it on because it just, it's like their little safe space. It's like wearing like a face mask. Like, ah. You know, I can go out and get my bread now. So I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be mean because depression is no joke in people. But I do think that there is, um, you know, a, a correlation there. Obviously, it's like make the men weak. Then we can conquer the men. Make everybody gay. OK, well, then they're not going to have kids. That's less kids. We want less kids, but it's a conspiracy theory to say we want less kids. You know, who's going to fight back the jacked like pissed off MMA fighter or the guy that doesn't even know what gender he is that's curled up in the corner wearing a face mask? Not trying to be rude, but I do notice the the you know the correlation between like the young adults, uh, Democrats, and like they're basically just preying on these kids, making them de depressed by filling them up with so much demonic things. Like instead of telling them to like work out and do this, they're like, look at this really degenerate lady twerk, and she's ten thousand pounds, and it's just awesome, and you want to do that, and it's like, do you? That's what you want to do. I don't. I'm I'm water fasting right now. I I know I'm not fat, but I felt like I was getting too fat. So I'm water. You know, it's like I don't want I don't want to be out of shape. Like who does? It's not ideal if you could choose one or the other, but they'll pretend like that's so cool. Then all the kids are depressed. And then when you're depressed, you you know, you're easy to control and you you have bad ideas. Yeah. And I think what's kind of crazy too is like they is that all of these things always feed into the same thing and people like kind of insult the youth about how they're like, I remember when I was younger, people would be like, these millennials, they're so lazy. Millennials are so such and such. And it's like, it's like, nah, you guys are just like bombarding us with all this bad stuff. And it's like, I saw this thing the other day where it was like, Gen Z is having considerably less sex than like any generation. And they're like, it's because of social media and such and such. And it's like, 
I don't know that it's necessarily because of social media. I think it's because of like, they've really been dealt a bad deck of cards, much like I think every generation gets dealt a bad de deck of cards from the generation before that. And it's like the boomers really were kind of asleep at the wheel in a lot of ways and left and left us to pick up the pieces. And I think Gen Z is feeling that as well. And, and the fact that there's like so many things coming for them is not so much, it's not that it's like their fault. It's really the parents' fault for not instilling these types of ideals and stuff in place. It's really the nuclear family, I think, that's like the root of all of these bad things. So it's like if they, they, whoever wants to control the world by making everybody subservient to the state, dependent on the state, if they could simply erode the nuclear family, the rest of the things just happen on their own. And that's why I think so many of these things are bad. I don't even know if that's connected to what we we're just saying. It's just yeah, no, the thought. For sure. Um I feel bad when I see like liberal women lost. Like I don't, I don't want to make fun of them. I have like this instinct to just like feel bad, like they were failed at some point in their life. And I, I, I posted something about, um, you know, I said they don't care who you fight over in politics because you know our food. And I talk about this all the time, and I'm going to keep talking about it because there's all this political theater going on. And I understand that you could buy this food or you could buy this food, but there's certain things that you can't avoid. If they're going to spray all of the stuff with Roundup, if they're going to spray it all with chemicals, if they're going to GM all, all the food, if they're going to make it harder and harder to find real food, and even if you have real seeds, they're not even real seeds. It, you, I'm not saying I'm a victim or you're a victim, but like this is a problem. And if there is anything that government or culture should be for, it should be for getting like basic needs to, to people so they can have that. And we don't have that in this country. And people go to like Argentina or they go to these other countries that are supposedly poorer than America, maybe in currency, but they don't feed their 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 people this toxic stuff. It's a very big passion of mine because that's the baseline. And Trump doesn't care. He eats McDonald's and drinks Diet Coke. Biden doesn't care. He yep. eats ice cream and wears aviators. No one cares and they're not going to care <laughs> until you care. So I'm trying to get people to care. And this idiot guy, he looked like he was in his 60s. No disrespect because we love boomers here. We love grandmas, great grandmas. If you're blessed enough to be a great great grandma watching we like you even more but this guy's like six years old he's like oh who cares i mean you choose to eat that stuff and it's like bro shut up you know this is like i'm I, 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 there's a little bit that annoys me about every generation including my own uh and especially the younger generation that doesn't even know who they are but when all these problems are happening and i'm like trying to point it out and fix it and you're telling me to just like shut up it's like oh yeah bro let's just spray all the seeds and replace everything and it's like at a certain point People don't have options. And here's the thing. I have money now where I could buy stuff, but I can't even get good stuff because even the stuff at like Whole Foods isn't even that good. It's it's like fake anyway. Like the base level of how they're making all this stuff is fake. So even if it's the best of the best, it's not even good. They've like ruined crops. They've ruined vegetables. It's an important topic. And I don't want to be told no, like by some loser guy. Or, or, and this is the one guy who's like, Trump, 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 Trump. It's like he has no identity, no personality. I finally blocked him because he's like, he's got fake followers. He tries to, he's like a self-important idiot who's always complaining about my posts. But it's like, why do you care so much that I want to fix the food supply in America? And that's what I'm saying with the George Santos Look at liberals. It's George Santos. Who cares? He's like a lispy right winger who came out of nowhere to entertain you like it's a Kardashian show. Donald yep. Trump versus DeSantis. Trump versus Biden. Biden versus RFK. At least RFK talks about this topic. You know, there's other ones I don't trust him on, but he does mention these things a little more than anyone else. And that's good. Thomas Massey talks about it. But it's never going to change until people care, but people don't care because even if you hate Trump and you like Trump, your baseline is that you're just focusing on a guy and then like you said if you bring up that he did something 
that DeSantis did, and you're mad that DeSantis did it, but you make excuses for Trump, you're really no better than a liberal. You're creating this like whole false paradigm where you're not even consistent with your morals. And I don't want to, you know, knock one of my buddies here, but you know, I seen someone complaining about Vivek recently and half the things he had on the Vivek list of things that Vivek were doing are things that Trump has done more of, but he won't call it out. So it's like, your word doesn't mean anything. You're just a character of you're, you're just like a donkey and an elephant and you're the clown that used to make fun of you're the new Mitt Romney you're the new Chris Christie but just 300 pounds lighter and it's like this is what most Republican influencers have become these new age just rhinos calling everybody else rhinos because they're sided with the guy who's totally not a rhino even though he hired all the rhinos it's a total joke and I'm coming to the conclusion not to be edgy not to be a fence sitter that a lot of these Republicans are just whether they know it or not, I'm not saying they're paid to do it. They're just controlled opposition circus characters to stop you from realizing that no one's going to fix the food supply. No one's going to change the things that you want to change until you realize that they're not doing it. And that's when it all changes is when the curtain gets removed from the Wizard of Oz and they're like, oh, OK, they got us. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people, they they don't have depth of understanding. And I think that that's a problem, too. And then all of these people like the like the conning kind of mainline conservative people, they don't even try to go deep. They just hit you at the most surface level thing they can get you to repost. But like something to think about, like I made I made this video a couple of days ago about the about these four hundred million dollar nets that they put around the Golden Gate Bridge to stop 30 people a year from committing suicide. And all these people are like, how could you be against these nets there are 30 people jump off this bridge and it's like are you guys not even it's like did you know that like the vast majority of salmon we eat in the united states is like is like literally dyed pink because it's not real salmon it's like it's like grown on a farm in these absolutely garbage conditions so we're just like eating all this if you even go to eat something that's healthy salmon it's it's not even healthy right. so it's like imagine if we put 400 million dollars into like having better salmon it's like so many more people would survive purely on that alone on the heart disease stuff on the on on maybe putting more money into food education you could save 30 people a day from heart disease by just doing that but instead their solution is like let's put a net under this bridge it's like well so this person's so stupid that they can't figure out to go to a different bridge or jump off a different building or shoot themselves right. in the head or any other thing or just right. jump to the net and jump off the net it's like right. but they're like Oh, how could you? They're like, you don't understand. It's like, no, you don't understand, dude. Because right. the the bigger thing, it's like, it's like if you could take money and save fifty thousand people, or take money and save fifty people, they somehow can't differentiate these two things. And it's like, this is the average electorate. And it's like, the more that I look at political stuff, the more I'm just like, I can't tell if people are dumb, if they just don't care, or if they just don't pay attention enough to to care and no matter which one it is the answer is is like the reason the world sucks is not because all these demons lurk and prey on us it's because we allow them to and not only right. do we allow them to it's uncommon to talk about how they're doing it and then if right. you actually do it people are like shut up man you're not invited to my you know to my seed oil cake birthday party or whatever you're <laughs> right about that you made a Great point about the bridge and like, can't they just find another one? So, someone in the comments was like, oh, salmon aren't mistreated. Like, just listen to what we're saying real quick. <laughs> we're not saying that all salmon are being beaten the head with rulers and they're being mistreated. We're saying that they're dyed pink. There's some sort of crazy dye that's illegal in most countries and they want it to just look presentable for you, but it's not the natural color of salmon and it's horrible for you. And that's the United States of pharmaceutical America. Everything's horrible for you and no one gives a shit. Donald Trump is a socialist who 
give $18 billion to the pharmaceutical industry to scam you, your kids, and your kids' kids. But you guys don't care. And when someone brings it up, you freak out and don't want to hear it. It's like, this country's disgusting. You listen, I love America, but I'm just saying, like, you watch the NFL, it's all pharmacy commercials. And, you know, you talk to somebody that's in their 60s and they'll say, when I was young, you you knew nobody with cancer, maybe one or two. Now everybody has cancer. And you look at all these pharmaceuticals, the side effect is some of them are cancer. The side effect in them are, are, are diseases I've never even heard of. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They got everybody on all these pharmacy pills. Everybody's fat. All the food's fake. And then when you want to change it, I'm not trying to be mean, but people will be like, oh, shut up. Trump sucks or he's the best. And it's like it, both sides, the Republican Party is just as bad as the Democrats. And in some cases worse, even though they have better policy, they're the ones pretending like they're going to fix it. But they're all worshiping people that don't even care. So it's like the controlled opposition of like, you know, what's a bigger threat to you? Somebody on the other team that's, you know, is going to Kobe Bryant on the Lakers scoring baskets on you or your own team secretly working with the Lakers scoring baskets on yourself when you're not looking and rigging the game. It's like it's so important. But, you know, the um, I would say and, and I don't know that it was ever better because George Bush was pretty garbage and so is Romney. But like the watering down Trump of where it's come now and all of these events and stuff, everybody just repeats the same three phrases. Nobody thinks anymore. They just like parrot and yell out generic talking points. And it's like you it just become like a, a meme of like, uh, you know, it's like there's no substance to, to, to the talking point. And I was talking to Jim Brewer last night. He did stand up. He's so funny. I got to get him on the show and make him do this. He was just ragging on California and everyone in California was loving it. We're like, dude, he's so right. But he told me behind the scenes and he was like, you know, and I know he wouldn't care if I said this. It's not like that private. He's like, you were one of the first ones to say certain things. And he said this on his podcast. too. He's like, I feel like when you say it, he's like, you really mean it. And there's a lot of people that just like pretend to like say stuff and they've like figured out the formula that works. That seems like you care. But he's like, you know, he's a very soulful, thoughtful guy. He's like, they, they don't have it, though. It's like it's not it's not real. And that's most Republican politics. They're saying things that sound like what you want to hear. But when it comes to get the problem solved, they don't want to do it. And I think like Bobby does a lot of stuff and like his point about the bridge, that's a topic you really won't see a lot of conservative leaning people cover because it's not super generic. It's kind of like a interesting like offshoot story. But it's like, you know, that is a really interesting point. It's like, yeah, you save 30 people a year. But if who's jumping off not knowing like that story so big now, if you're going to kill yourself off the San Francisco bridge, you don't you don't know that there's a net there. I'm pretty sure you would know that. And you'd probably go somewhere else. Like it's how much money and time are they spending? But they're not. It's, it's the same with the lockdown. Like we're going to lock you in your house and just feed you alcohol and crappy food. And then we're going to give you $18 billion of the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, whoa, people are getting sick. I mean, who would have known that would have backfired? I mean, no one could have known. They know. They're just scamming us, scamming us, scamming us, scamming us. And that's the real revolution is of the self. When people realize, stop worshiping these politicians, they would spit in your face before they ever fix the food supply. Ran yeah. over. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely right. And like, even, even, and it's a perfect, it's a perfect, it's perfectly emblematic, the Nets story. It's like the perfect example of like politics just in general. It's like the solution is grab a net that doesn't even solve the problem. It's like in 15 minutes, I could think of a different way to solve that problem. It's like I would wager that the majority of the people that jump off those off those bridges, it's like you could cover the bridge with cameras. You could have an AI that detects a movement that it looks like somebody is going to not continue walking and they're going to jump off. And you could have a loudspeaker that could connect that person with a person that's a, that's a, a suicide uh, uh, assistant of some sort. You could have a literally a thing that says, or you could have a phone right there that says, don't 
have you considered these things or literally any other thing? But their solution is like a net. It's like the worst, dumbest, most expensive, most egregious non-solution. And then here we all are like arguing over it. And meanwhile, like the company got the $400 million for the nets. It wasted 18 years of time. The people are going to die anyways. And meanwhile, all these other people that are out here eating microplastics in their fish and eating in, and eating farm raised fish and don't even understand the fundamentals of like water. It's like, we're not educating them. And people will like say, we need to fund Ukraine. We need to fund Israel. We need to fund all these things. And it's like, I was I was 32 I think I was 32 years old before I realized the difference between a bottle of one bottle of type one type of bottled water and another type of bottled water. No one ever told me about water, the fundamental building block of life. I didn't know that spring water was better for you than any other water that it has nutrients and minerals and stuff in it from the earth. I just thought a bottle of water was a bottle of water. And then how about the plastic in the bottle of water? So instead of spending $400 million on nets and $14 billion to Israel and $100 billion to Ukraine, it's like maybe instead of pretending that fossil fuels are killing us, they could figure out how to not have so many microplastics in the ocean. Maybe they could focus on the recycling in your local area. I would wager that at least half of the bottles that I recycle are just thrown in the trash. They don't even have the money or the sophistication to figure out how to recycle plastic bottles. And I would wager that that's probably true around the United States and around the world. But people can't understand the difference between there's a finite amount of resources and we're squandering and all these other things. And all of this stuff in and of itself would save so many more people's lives. But the, but the lowest common denominator, the dumbest thing that they can come up with to argue about is like, let's put a net under the bridge. It's like, let's wrap every right. car in bubble wrap then. It's like, you guys don't understand depth. And I just feel like that's why everything sucks because people people just have no <laughs> they have like no thought process, I swear. Right, dude, you're on fire crushing it. I want to play this clip. But first, I want to ask you, because, you know, I, I posted a video recently where I said, what if? But all the things are pretty much true. I was like, what if, you know, that outsider candidates weren't really outsiders? What if this? What if that? And pretty much all of them are provably true if you research. But anyway, I, I put it up in one of the top comments was this girl because I said, what if? You know, I was talking about like Charlie Crick and Ben Shapiro, and I was just like, what if, you know, they're doing this on college campuses, but, but they don't debate these people or whatever. And she goes, you know, she's like, I strongly disagree with you. You know, why'd you say Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro are bullying liberals? I don't think they're bullying liberals. And I was like, where did I say I, they were bullying liberals in that video? Like the top comment was something that I literally never said. If you say I disagree, they're re like really good and, and you're wrong, that's fine. Like, or, or you said this and that's not that and it's it's fine but like literally the top comment was something that i never said it was like you said specifically that they bullied them and it's like and everyone's like he never said that so with you in the comments i wanted to ask you because you know i follow bobby and he's someone that is more conservative leaning but also he's not an npc or a non-playable character which is like just a robot where you can close your eyes and you know it, you don't even know who it is because they all sound the same we're like when you cover stuff outside of the norm, like you you want to do a story because you're just bored of doing like the generic stories. Like this is an interesting angle that I know is unique. I and and I want to do it. People, you seem to have more backlash. Do you think that on the right, not just on the left, that like it like we're almost just getting like dumber and dumber because like if you just talk about the same two things all the time and never think about it, then when like a new topic comes up you like can't think about it where I talk about a lot of stuff uh, over and over. I don't mean to, but it just happens. But if a new topic comes up, I have the self-awareness to be like, okay, let me like weigh in on this new topic and not 
like let my vision be clouded. But it seems like a lot of people can't do that where it's like, oh, it's like their brains are wiring where it's like you took me off my track that I've been on for the last three years. Like, do, do you see that happening in your comments? Yeah, well, I think it's like, you know, people people rail on like the news. I think that's like a general understood thing. You like even as a kid, it's like, why do why is the news always about people getting murdered and like somebody getting shot in a car accident and all these bad things? Because that's the thing that people want to see. The news is a business. They have to make money. They want to sell commercials. They want to sell eyeballs. They don't care about the integrity that you or I or whomever else wants to have. So we're willing to sacrifice a little bit of money or sacrifice a little bit of attention or gas or or social connections to tell the, the thing that we believe is true because we have our face and it's our brand. The news doesn't work like that. It's a business. They put a person in front of you that recites those lines until they're not willing to, and then they get rid of that person and replace them with a new person. It's not the same thing. So it's like online, all of these creators are realizing that it is socially, financially, and attention rewarding to talk about the lowest common denominator, dumbest thing, and be like 1776 Patriots. We're gonna, we're gonna go <laughs> look, look, Trump got applauded at this football game. Oh, like everybody should drop out and rally your support around President Trump. You, by the way, yeah. use my coupon code for a my him pillow. handing out pizza. They're like, dude, he's handing out pizza. It's yeah. like, bro, that's like Joe Biden eating ice cream to me. Like, dude, it's like, dude, Trump's there for 15 minutes handing out pizza. He's out the back door. Uh, dude, I've <laughs> said it. I've, I've said it before. I'm like, if OJ Simpson was handing out pizzas, people would be like, OJ, like, think about the most hated. If he if had my, a MAGA hat on, yeah. to be honest. And once again, dude, I kind of. I'm not saying I like everything OJ's ever done. You know, I was a fan of a different team in the NFL. Um, but he he does have one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Like if OJ came out and endorsed me, I'd be really scared of the bad media press. But then I'd be like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. He's funny. He's <laughs> yeah. really, he's like, hey, guys. He's like, I just heard a court case of somebody killing their wife. He's like, I'm going to weigh in on it. Like he literally weighed in yeah. on a guy killing his wife. He's like, he's like, he seems a little guilty, but I don't know Twitter. I'm going to golf in Florida. Yeah. He's like, see you guys. I'm like, dude, I love OJ Simpson's Twitter feed. Unironically. I'm yeah. sorry. It's not yeah. my fault. I have good taste. <laughs> uh, well, it just goes to show how much uh, charisma, you know, can carry you through life. Like you could be a real patient crap. And, uh, <laughs> and he's a good athlete. You know, you got to be able to score some touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Well, it just goes to show it's like I think that people just like generally speaking, the vast majority of people, I would say, in fact, you know, have a tough time staying principled. And a lot of people see the green and they just go, they're like, I'm going to sell more pillows. I don't care if the pillows are lumpy. I they got a really good affiliate commission code. So they're going to say. Mike Lindell's a patriot hero and the pillows aren't lumpy and they Dude, know that they, they are, are not lumpy. There's never not. been a lumpy pillow ever one time. He's never once had a lumpy pillow. Not right. one time has it ever not been that. that. Well, the my pillow. So I've been in a, I've been a web developer for 15 years. I've seen a lot of affiliate programs and like your average affiliate program will net you out between five to 10%, maybe 15%. If, if it's really aggressive on a sale, my pillow has one of the most rewarding affiliate programs I've ever seen in my life. It's like 40 or 50%. So every time one of those people sells you a Patriot pillow, use coupon code 76 Patriots, they're literally making like 40 to 50 points on that, which is an astronomical sum. And that's why they keep pushing these pillows because they don't care if it's a lumpy pillow. They probably don't have the lumpy pillow. They could care less. It's just the most financially rewarding. And that is the greater picture where it's like posting how 
presidential and everybody loves President Trump because he's handing out pizza and money and signing tits and whatever else. It's like that is the most financially rewarding. It's the most attention rewarding. It gets you the most gas. It gets you into the social circle. It gets you to eat the golden steak on the golden toilet or whatever. And they and they can't they can't separate themselves from the financial flow and attention flow and social rewarding flow that that happens. And they're not willing to sacrifice. They're not willing to stick to their principles. And they're like, well, and they just kind of, in my opinion, they go, well, the ends justify the means. I got to get mine. I got to take care of my family. I'm generally doing a good thing for the country. Therefore, I'm willing to compromise on these things. And like you or me or whomever else, we could sit here and say, we're more principled than them because we don't do that. But at the same time, they could think that they're more principled because they have more attention. So it's a different frame of reference. But mm. I and you, we're just we just for whatever reason, good, bad or indifferent, are not willing to do that. I think it stands the test of time. You and I have talked about this, how it plays out in the long run, I think, is more favorable to us. Um, but I think that that's what they're doing. And then as a result of that. All these people that are in the comments that are weighing in with these like half these like half baked takes, they're just following the leader of who they believe to be the independent source. They follow a Cat guy turd. on Twitter. Yeah, they follow a guy on Twitter and they're like, I'm on the inside, you know, like I'm connected. I'm not just watching Fox News. This is what the this is what the voice of the people is saying. So they just follow along with that. And which is that's why I referenced the second red pill. It's like people have it took so long to get people to get red pilled in the first place. But now once they got red pilled, they're like, oh, every conservative account is is completely right all the time. But they're right. not realizing that there's a second red pill after that where it's like you can't just fall for Trump's handing out pizzas. Everybody loves him because I show you one video of nobody booing him when there's 100 videos of people booing him and they pretend like that stuff doesn't exist. So people are like they're outsourcing their discernment and the people that are that are doing this are getting rewarded for it, which is why they keep doing it. Right. And I think uh, with with Mike Lindell, my pillow, like on, on the marketing side, there's nothing like giving people more money for selling it is great business. Right. Sure. He's one of the best info more info wars. I was an info war salesman, no, infomercial <laughs> salesman in history because a lot of infomercials yes. are boring. He really caught your attention. So he's a great marketer. He's a great salesman. His affiliate code is really smart. I think it's a genius way to get people to sell your stuff and market yep. like pricing wise. He's a genius. Here's the issue that me and Bobby have just for those who are going to like think that, you know, misconstrued or whatever, just this is my my uh, input is that when people there's a fork in the road and it's like, you know, integrity versus that a lot of people are taking that. And I think even Mike Lindell himself, I like I think he's a nice guy. I think he's got that like uh, crackhead, like wild boy energy, kind of like Ar Argentina Malay. Like he's like, woo, you know, I'm just here. I'm, I'm here for a good time. And I like that because he's very charismatic. He's very fun. But I do feel like the Republican Party has turned into like a celebrity thing for people. So they're not really thinking that deeply about what they're doing because they're rewarding for just like licking Trump's nutsack. So they've kind of become like really dumb and, and just like really generic. And it's like, you know, that's the part that bothers me because I don't I'm fine. My life is good. Um, in order to compete like with content, I always think I'll have a lane. I'm always challenging myself not others to get better. Cause I know if I make something good enough, it will, people will see it, et cetera. But I do notice that where I know for a fact, there's certain things. Like if I would have played certain games, I would have been there. But the thing is, I care about what I'm saying. I care about what I'm doing. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. Like I'm already, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like, I'm already somewhat of a celebrity to some people, to other people, I'm nobody, but like 
I don't need to do that to get these means. I could, I could have both where I think a lot of people in that world, like if you go to a lot of these events, everybody sounds the same. I remember I went to TPUSA and everybody's like, Dude, everything sucks. Give me money. And it's like, it's, are you going to like inspire the kids at all? You got like 20 year olds there. Tell them like, use your phone to do this and that. Like, it's a great time to be alive. Like if I was up there, I'm just saying, it's like, Hey guys, I was an independent hip hop artist who had no money, no family connections or anything. And then I did this, this, and this, like, it's a beautiful thing. It's a curse and a blessing, but like it's inspiration for the people, not just like generic. So I think that's the issue with the Republican culture is that Trump has kind of turned it into like a Mar-a-Lago celebrity ball where, you know, it's just like get invited to the event, take it. Oh, he comes out, you just do it. And then all these people, they're getting paid a lot of money to basically just say stuff that doesn't rattle the new establishment that is now like the Trump esque establishment. And that's all they're doing. And it's like if they were getting paid 10, 20 K, 15 K to speak. And if they were to be like, you know, we all say socialism sucks up here because it does. But I don't know. I feel like the Republican Party was kind of socialist under Trump and we should probably like not do that. Again. Like now you're not booked. So so they they're they're not, I in my opinion, doing things to fix things for the country and for our party. They're basically just it, it's like a right wing version of a red carpet everywhere you go. And it's it's fun. Trust me, it's fun to put on a suit and take pictures. I like to look good. I like to go out. I like to network. I went to Jim Brewer show yesterday. Like it's fun to meet people and, you know, watch a show and stuff. But like we got to not forget it would be like if Jim Brewer stand up like he's better than he's ever, probably ever been. He's, he's always been good, but like he's more important now because he's he really has a message. Um, yep. Imagine if he just got all the fame from that message and then just threw the message out the window and then just kept doing it with like a terrible message or no message or a generic message. It wouldn't hit the same. So I think we all have to, including myself, remember how we got here, why we got here and not turn into like a douchey right-wing version of all the left-wing celebrities that we once made fun of. And, you know, that's what uh, I feel like a lot of, a lot of things are, are devolving into. And I think this next year, there's a lot of content. Everybody's doing everything. Quality is going to re really matter. And that's uh, what I'm really striving for. Where it's like, hey, I just need to be really, really good because there's a lot of competition. And a lot of people will, I think, fall by the wayside and get kind of drowned out by the oversaturation of the market. But, um, you know, I'm just a little disappointed because I've been I've been around in this world since 2018 going to events and stuff. And I the energy is not really the same. It, it definitely feels way more um, just like fake, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think so. I, th I think that like the thing that's hard is that like we try to stay principled to the purpose. It's like at least for me and I'm sure for you. The reason that I initially even started doing this or pushing my time and attention to it is because I believed that the purpose was greater. I had a business. I liked the business. I thought business was my, the track for my life. But when I realized that you could do business and have a purpose, it all suddenly started to make sense. It's like, well, wait, wait a second. This is beyond me enriching myself and my employees and my circle. This is, could be leaving at the very least a little bit of an imprint on, let's call it society at large, the country I love, whatever, future generations. This is a purpose-driven thing. And I think that like that's what I think drives us. It certainly is what drives me. But I think that the best businesses out there, at least in the future, are ones that are not solely purpose-driven, that they're willing to cannibalize the business and destroy themselves only for the purpose, and ones that are not purely business-driven with no purpose. So it's like, what I think a lot of people are doing is they're going by the way of like a Fox News. 
Fox News originally was created with this great purpose in mind to counteract all of this bad stuff. But over time, it was more about the business and less about the purpose. They, they slowly started to chip away and sell it out. And I think that these, these individual creators are doing the same, which is why the people that can merge business and purpose with purpose always holding the top spot, certainly is long enough to sustain and keep doing it. Those are the ones that are going to stand the test of time. And I think that we're just going through this shift right now, whereas whatever happens in the next year and a half will really determine a lot. If you were out there doing all of this stuff and showing Trump holding pizzas and being like, everybody loves him and he loses, it's like all those people, in my opinion, all their attention just gets sucked away just like that. It's like the thing that they've been dragging us through for four years. I think I think they lose a lot of ground, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, on that note, too, like with the, you know, I, I interviewed this guy. His name is Praying Medic. He's like a Q decoder or something. You know, he'll tell you what the Q, like I, I debated him in 2018. And it's like, listen, guy, I don't hate you. I don't know you. Uh, I agree with you on some stuff. I just don't think that Trump is running a pseudo shadow government with martial law. And like he was telling his audience martial law was good. So when the lockdown happened, they all thought it was good because they've been prime. All these influencers were priming them to think that martial law is good. Unlike everyone ever who told you Martha martial law is obviously bad. It's like a total government takeover. So I asked him, I was like, when are you like, is there a date that you're going to stop doing this? At some points, he said, if Trump doesn't win in 2020, I'm done. Or if he doesn't uh, arrest the deep state by 2019, I'm done. Like you can find videos of him saying I'll be done, which he's not. But um, of course, but then he said, I'll never be done. Like where it's like you now it's like bigger than ever, because it's like if you if that's what you built yourself on, you know, even for me, it's like people say, well, you built yourself on supporting Trump. If you watch my biggest video, I said I didn't vote for Trump. I I you know, I'm not just a Republican at the time. Now I'm a registered Republican, but I was like, here's why he's not that bad. My, my angle was always journalistic integrity, being honest, being relatable, uh, making it stuff that's convincing to the left, not just like uh, bait for the right and calling Trump out when I just didn't disagree with him that much. He didn't do that many bad stuff. And I gave him a pass. 2019 got a little weird. I remember I made a few videos against what he did uh, and people got mad at me. So it's like, you know, it is tough to like go against your base but at the same time it's like listen i'll take the minor hit for the major gain because i know that if what i said now comes true in three years then everybody will realize and it'll work out i'm not i'm not trying to be a people pleaser i just want to be honest um that's my brand but a lot of people like if you're just qqq you're you're cute that's your brand you can't go against that you lose everything unless like i know one guy who you know, now he hates me because he's still like trumped out or I don't know what he was saying, but he like stopped being a Q guy. And it's like he lost this whole audience and probably lost a lot of money off it. So if you're mm -hmm. that, but I do think with Trump and this is where it's interesting. If he doesn't win, um, I don't think his brand goes away. Like I think people are so attached to it that like they're going to ride the Trump train until like the wheels fall off. Um, I see it. And this is my whole issue with Trump because I don't want I don't want his position. It's not something I envy. I want him to get the job done. And if he's not that guy, then I think someone else needs to step up and be that guy. And if he's going to not be that guy and he's going to do the same nonsense he did last time, or if he's going to run a crappy campaign and run people in circles and play the victim and take no accountability for everything and just, you know, act like a goofball and, and then like just say everything was stolen from him again with no plan on how to fix it, then it's like it to me, it does seem like controlled opposition, like a Judas goat. Like, here's the next 10 years. We're just going to waste your time in circles so nobody real can ever come up. And it's like at the end of the day, I hope he wins and gets the job done. But if he doesn't, I, I also hope people de detach and realize it. I see whether he wins or loses, I feel like his movement's not going to go away. And I'm not mad at that because I care about who likes who. 
it's just annoying if he doesn't get the job done. Like, you know, even with the election, I'm, you said this now you're going like, hopefully you win, bro. If you don't like, what are you going to do? Say they took it from you again and, and do what? Do another capital rally, like sell more vaccines, say that your vaccine saved the world, you know, like say that Chris Christie's fat, yet you listen to him for all your decisions and hired your FBI. Like I'm over the whole like clown Kabuki theater show. So I personally don't think that people are going to let it go for the reason you said that though is because they don't have, um, they don't have their own identity. So I think even if he loses, they'll, they'll, they'll ride that till the wheels fall off. Like with Q. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's accurate. The thing I think that that is tough about people that are like almost in like a, in like a post anything that touch that Trump touches is gold mentality is like, we feel, and I'll speak for myself, but maybe you could validate this is like, we feel that it's like, if you wrong me multiple times, eventually it's going to kind of lose its gas. And then you can kind of see the truth of what it was all along. And you're like, damn, it's like, we didn't come to this conclusion because we just decided Trump is bad for any other reason. It's just like, if you say this and then do this, then what am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to just keep taking you at your word. I remember the other day he had said something along the lines of like, don't worry, like we're going to win. We're going to win by a landslide. Like no need to go ballot harvest. No need to go no need to go do anything. We, we're going to get the votes. And it's like, I believe that in 2020, I really did. I'm like, I watched the rallies. I listened to what people said online and I, I bought it. I'm like, this dude's going to win by a landslide. Now, if you want to say that they cheated and they took all these votes, it's like they didn't make up 80 million votes. Maybe they made up 5 million. I don't know. Maybe they made up 20 million, but they didn't make up the uh, the other part of it. So it's like, where did those come from? If, if, have, you, if have you seen, sorry, have you seen people say that he won all 50 states? Like, it's like, all right, now you're <laughs> completely delusional. You know, like now, now nothing matters because it's like calling everything racist. Now yep. we can't actually fix the election because you're claiming that he won California. Like there are people, I live in a red area of California and it's turning blue. Like all the kids are blue because their parents are on QAnon message boards, not raising their kids and yep. their kids hate them. And they're like, oh, they're libtards. It's like, it, it like the, how delusional do you have to be to say that these people don't exist? And I know that they cheated in a bunch of different ways, including just, uh, you know, sending mass mail and ballots to everybody, telling everybody to register. Now all these low information voters that are never there, they probably picked up 20 million votes doing that. Low information voters that would have been traveling or working, can't work, can't travel. Oh, you got a ballot to your door. Oh, you got a registry on Instagram. Like that's a way that they cheated, but you can prove it and fix it. You can't say they want to, I mean, you can, but like it, you know, it's crazy. People are well, that's, that. well, that's the thing is like, is like words are very important. Right. And the whole game gets lost in the, in the nuance and the meaning of these words. It's like the, it's the, the modern game, like with the depth of understanding, it's like cheating, rigging, and like playing the game to your advantage in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a crappy way are different things. And it's like, they played the game. They, they set the rules of the game. They were able to get it to work. They played it and they executed on it. I don't right. think that they, I don't think they'd made all these things up. It's like, they figured out a way to convince people to go and, 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 and vote. And like, they got people like a Taylor Swift on their side. They get people like a John legend. They scoop up all these voters that we right. could say like, that sucks, but it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. I hate to say it. And it's like, when I look at Donnie, I'm not mad at Donnie. I want him to win if he's going to execute. I just don't think that anything is happening 
to prove to me that that actually that this strategy is going to work. Just saying it's going to work to me is not really much of a strategy. And I think that you know losing in 2020, whether you however you want to say there was a lot of screwery going on there, is fine. But it's like the red wave didn't come, and a lot of and a lot of people, a lot of Democrats are winning a lot of races despite that. And we have all of this calamity. How is this even a discussion? It's like all of these things are bad. How are they even neck and neck? They're like celebrating because Trump right. in some poll is up by four points. It's like, how is he not up by 44 points? This stuff is so bad objectively. And you can see the charts all go through right. the roof for inflation or whatever. It's like, how is he not cleaning his clock? Because there's a lot of people that hate him so much that are going to do whatever they can to keep all this garbage in power. Yet people will pretend like those people don't exist. Republican messaging and strategy is really, really bad. Like you said, we have mm -hmm. all these things on our side. We should win by 20 points. But the, yep. it's this self-righteous like oh everybody already likes us and we won all 50 states like you have in order to win over people over you have to identify that they don't like you in the first place some do some don't i think you know there, there's hundreds of millions of people who like trump there's hundreds of millions of people who don't if you're like oh no people who don't like us don't exist that's how you lose because you're mm -hmm. just like delusional i, I want to play the, this other stuff that i was going to play earlier it's just like some of the things that i held up but the, the articles about malie you know i this is another theory of mine uh based on wild evidence um I think that the elites might want Trump to win the election because, you know, I think the next uh, war that they want to start is a war with Iran. And it, you even look at uh, Argentina's Mali. He wants to move the embassy to Jerusalem. He's super pro-Israel. And a lot of these big donors that were funding somehow all the stuff on the college campuses for 20 years, miraculous, all this left wing stuff, you know, their main cause is Israel. I mean, I, I know they'll say that's hate speech, but it's true because when the, the, the left wing students turn against Israel and they're waving Palestine flags, then they pull the money. I think a lot of these big donors are going to dump their money into the Republican Party because the Republicans are way more, you know, pro-Israel and way more bullish on war than the Democrats are. I mean, most Democrat politicians are also, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't see politics the same way people see it anymore. And I think that Mali won... You know, I think they, they might want Trump to win because, you know, Biden is kind of just like doing nothing like, uh, you know, and I think Trump will be like, bomb him, do more, take Iran, let's fight it, you know. So I, I could see that. I mean, I hope he does. I hope he could like finesse it like he did last time with Kim Jong-un and Putin. That was kind of fire. But uh, I, I don't I don't know that they don't want him in. And we'll see. I want to show a few of these and then we'll talk about it. So these are the articles I showed before. Argentina's president-elect's first trip is to U.S. and then he's going to Israel right after. And when he went to the U.S., he hung out with Joe Biden and uh, you know Joe Biden's aide and Bill Clinton. He calls people libtards yet he's hanging out with like the most liberal people in America before going to Israel. And apparently, according to this article, also uh, I'll just show you this other one. He visited a rabbi's grave uh, in New York City as well. He says he wants to convert to Judaism, but he also doesn't want to like give up Saturdays. Or, you know, like he doesn't want to like give up the Sabbath. He doesn't think it's a good idea, but he's trying to convert to Judaism. And um, here's what I want to say. And I want to be really clear about this because I don't really care what this guy does. I don't care where he goes. But if he said he was going to convert to Islam, the first thing he did in New York City is went to a, a grave of like a you know a mosque and a grave of some you know Islamic guy, and then his next trip was to Saudi Arabia, and he said, "I want to be Islamic. I just don't know if I could act right and pray six times a day." And I said that no one would call me anti-Islamic, but because of what I said, the other facts, I'll get called anti-Semitic a thousand times by both parties. It's just really weird. It's like I didn't. I, I'm just reading the news. Like this is what he did. He visited Bill Clinton. He went to this guy's grave and then he's flying to Israel. 
if you replace Israel and the rabbi with Islam, I could say it and nobody would have a problem with it on the right. But I, I make those connections on uh, like with this just because they're presenting themselves to me. It's the same thing with like a Zelensky. His funder, Kolomoisky, was building some of the largest either synagogues or Jewish facilities in the world. That Atlantic reported that. Like that's just what he was doing. So it's like if uh, someone was bankrolling Donald Trump and he was like building the biggest churches in the world, can I say it? I'm not, you know, can I talk about it? Can I be like, okay, he's got like this huge Christian connection with these massive mega churches all over the world. That's interesting. Like what's, you know, could, is it possible that this mega church builder would be funding him in order to get Trump to do things for Christians? Like these are conversations you can't really have, but in my opinion, I have them anyway, because first amendment exists and I'm not going to live my life a coward or a liar. So, you know, that's how I see politics. I think that every right-wing populist has to, play ball or does play ball trump plays ball desantis plays ball rfk plays ball javier Mali plays ball geert wilders probably plays ball the lady in italy plays ball and somehow can't stop migrants from coming in you know i'm not a debbie downer i'm not a black pillar because my whole identity doesn't revolve around loving politicians i don't believe in argentina's Mali. i don't even know if i'd want to go to a bar with this guy this i like this guy i would want to go to a bar with this guy but he looks like someone who'd get in a fight and i'd be like bro come on bro don't, like don't fight the biggest guy with a motorcycle dude like come on like just get a few drinks you don't got to get in a brawl you know get everyone in trouble but that's how i see politics now it's like wwe they figured out the the equation and uh you know i think life is is more i'll say this before i pass it off a lot of people that are getting really involved in conservative politics are getting really pissed off because things aren't going their way and the reason things aren't going their way isn't just because the left isn't doing stuff it's because their party isn't who they think they are so it's making them more mad do i seem mad too i'm calm because I already know the game. Like I'm not, I didn't, I didn't say, oh, my Malie's going to save us. But I also didn't say he's a bad person or anything. I, I was just joking about him. I was like, I hope he does well, but I don't, I, I don't really have, have any faith. And like some people are like, oh, you're so pessimistic. And now four days later, they're like, oh, Anomaly was right. I'm not claiming to know what he's going to do. It's just like, you notice certain things, you notice, you know, where people, how they're playing ball and you just, you just start getting what's going on. And, um, you know, that's why it's important to not get so angry at libtards all the time or so angry at things you see online and build a life that's worth living. You know, spend time with your family when you can spend time with your friends when you can do things that you enjoy doing. Um, you know, try to do something that gives you purpose, even if it's small with somebody around you in your personal community, because like that's what's going to make you happy. You're never going to be happy if you're following cats or just freaking out about Donald Trump. Like you're going to be on this carousel for 20 years and uh you know, it's like vote for who you want to vote for, but don't get overly invested in these characters because uh, chances are they're going to all do the same thing. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's true. I um, I I'm reminded of this quote from Don Shulo, the most the winningest football coach in NFL history. And he said, a weak man, a weak man, man blames others. A strong man blames himself. And I think about that often when I think about all this crazy stuff. And it's like, unless I'm doing the best for myself, then I can't like I need to stop getting mad at all that and get mad at the things in my life that I need to fix. And like you can make these very, very simple, small incremental steps that will actually lead you towards a cascade of other better things around you. Like one of the simplest things I've started doing lately is buying water in glass. And it's like small thing, buying soap that's that's got only three ingredients instead of 29 ingredients, little small pieces. It's like, here I am supporting businesses that are doing that. I'm helping move the moving capitalism towards that type of conscious whatever, getting the chemicals out of my life. I'm doing those things myself. Whereas I would wager that a lot of the people that are 
in the comments or screaming about X, Y, and Z. It's like they're out here eating seed oils. Like I, I go to a, I went to a, a big Republican event and I'm at this event and all these people are talking about how we can fix the country and we're going to fix the nation. And the only water to buy is Dasani. And the only food to buy is deep fried seed oil garbage at the food bank. And I'm like, here we are talking about how we're going to solve America. And we can't even figure out how to healthify this event here. It's like we're so focused on the 10,000 foot view that we miss what's right in front of our face. And that's why I feel like if we could channel all of this anger that I will admit that I've had many, many times and instead focus it inwardly and say, what can I do? And then how am I going to help people by just showing them the way and saying, hey, you know, the, you know, these bottles are not that much more expensive than the plastic and such and such. When someone comes to my house, I could give them this. It's like these are the things that really change the world and getting mad at, at like Mike Johnson or whatever else. I think that pointing those things out is an important function that we're that we're playing in the greater scheme. But I think that the inward focus is really like the ultimate solution. It's like, try not to buy the salmon that's painted pink, you know, try not right. to try to inform even just the people around you. Like maybe at, you're at Christmas dinner, say, Hey, let's, let's buy grass fed beef instead of buying, you know, beef from the store. That's, 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 uh, corn grass finished and they're fed corn their whole life. These little things make far more of an impact, I think, than a lot of the people that'll write essays in the comments, but not take care of their own stuff. Right. And we appreciate people that comment and watch. Like I watch stuff, I comment yeah. stuff on time, but like I, I'm talking specifically and I, I think Bobby's talking to like people that get really angry and like want to fight all the time over stuff that really doesn't matter. Like, you know, I, I, my probably biggest problem, I, I, I probably have bigger problems than this, but uh, in general, like, you know, arguing with people on Twitter, I stopped doing it. I ask a lot of questions now and I've noticed people say, oh, anomaly is just like engagement farming, like asking questions. I mean, part of it is, yeah, that's good for engagement. But really, the reason is because, like, you know, a wise man asks questions. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to just argue. And, you know, sometimes I want to know what other people think. And I, I just don't feel like arguing. It's, it's not a good spend of my time. I don't enjoy it. I don't think it saves the country. If I'm just, like, yelling at some lady in Wisconsin or, or some guy in Florida that's pissed off at me or some guy in Los Angeles, some liberal that's mad at me. It's like, all right, bro, stay in Los Angeles with that mindset. You know, it's like it doesn't there's it's it, it's not good you know it's not helping me yeah. it's not helping the person so i think uh that's what i've seen with a lot of like republican pages that i kind of have a qualm with is like they're just pissing people off all the time and when mm -hmm. you watch my channel you know i've gotten pissed off at times i definitely i i think i'm funny i might be rude i don't know it's up for debate but like when i argue with comments and stuff i think it's like it's like a stand-up kind of like you know, it's like a heckler. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. But like, I always try to calm people down when I can. I always try to have like a good baseline, push self-awareness. Like you're talking about, it is the most important thing. Um, And like these other pages, they're just like rambling people up. And it's like, the sad part is you're getting all pissed off, but you're not even right. Just like the left, when they're pissed off, they're not even right. You think you're right because they're wrong. But what you don't realize is it's deeper than two options. It's like saying, One's Coke, one's Pepsi, and one of them's water anomaly. And I'm like, they're both literally not water. They both have corn syrup in it. And you're like, no, no, they don't. One of them's got a knock because the other one has it. That's not, that's not how politics works. There's rich people that have figured out that there's only two parties. And it's like, it's yeah. so obvious. It's so childish where it's like, it's really not even that complicated of a topic. Um, so I want to wrap it up. I want to ask people or ask you where, where, where people could find you so you could tell them. And I wanted to end on this note too. I appreciate everybody. And, uh, I think Bobby nailed it with his last little spiel of self-accountability. Like if people actually did stuff and like we all have a little bit to do, nobody's perfect. Like there's always things that I'm slacking, Bobby's slacking and everybody. But if we all did a little more, 
you would notice things changing quickly. And literally that is the problem is they've taken people away from their homes. They've taken people away from their families, common sense, God, reality. And then they filled them with all this fake activism in this left wing, right wing or BLM. And then you got all these people that are pissed off, not taking care of themselves. We just have to remember in the Republican party, and this is one of my biggest issues with Trump over the last two years, not when he was in office, is this victim mentality that's getting into the right wing. Like It's like, okay, if the election was taken, did Trump do anything wrong? If it's like Tom Brady threw 15 interceptions, but it's not his fault. It's all the receiver's fault. Like Trump's a liar. Like he locked the country down. He said he locked the country down and he said, it's not the state's decision. It's my decision. He probably lied about that too. It probably wasn't his decision. It probably was the state's decision, but you know, he printed the money. He gave them all the stuff. He gave them all the resources, the mass mail and ballots. He shook hands with Gavin Newsom. He shook hands with Phil Murphy. He said, they like me now because he turned into a socialist for COVID and they just played him like a fiddle. And if you get played, it's like if a defense sacks you 15 times because you didn't see him, at what point do you take accountability? Like Trump takes no accountability and he's tricking everybody into being a victim on the right. And like you said, you go to these events and all the food is garbage and all the quality of stuff is garbage because they don't care about you. They're just milking you dry. You know what I'm yes. saying? It, it's turned into like the Walmart of conservatism where like, if you go to a lot of places in America, people go to Walmart cause it has everything. It's just really convenient. And like, you know, everything's there like a target, a Walmart. There's these, you can go in and get anything you need for your house, clothes, whatever. And like, that's becoming like the Re Republican party in a sense is like, they're just like taking advantage. And I'm not saying Walmart's necessarily taking advantage of people, but like, it's just like, come here, and we know that you're going to buy a lot of stuff. And that's really all it is. It's like, we know that if we can get you here and rile you up and piss you off, that you'll support us and give us a lot of money. But we don't like, you know, if we had a little more self-respect, it wouldn't happen. And I think with the lockdown and stuff, sorry to go on a little ramble, but like if everybody drew a fine line and was like, yo, that like loyalty goes both ways. If he's not loyal to me, if I'm locked in my house in a state and Trump's bragging about it and flying jets over my head and hanging out with Fauci and doing all this socialist communist nonsense, telling Sweden to lock down the data, you think I I'm, I was like in my 20s uh, reading data on my computer. Trump's got 100 advisors. You don't think he could have known? He didn't care. He wasn't loyal to us. And everybody just demands total loyalty. And some people will be like, oh, that's so bad. No, it's because I'm a man. I'm I'm a strong person. I'm a, I'm I'm not a I'm not a pushover. So like if you know somebody wrongs me 15 times like that, I'm not gonna hate them, but I'm gonna say something. So many people in the Republican Party are pushovers. They're just like told, and he knows that he's like ah, I'll, I'll Lindsey Graham. They're booing, and he's like I'll I'll fix you guys. I'll change you, and I know I know I I control you. Like having more self respect, taking care of yourself believing in yourself, not putting your, your, your idol worship into politicians as you know, you say it's loyalty, but really it's like, um, a lot of times just living vicariously through someone else because it's like too scary to face what's going on. And you just hope there's a solution when maybe the solution is us not running to some fed trap at the Capitol and, you know, hang out with the QAnon shaman who's, I mean, honestly, walking peacefully through the halls, getting cop tours. So I don't know that like necessarily he really did that much wrong, but you know, maybe the solution is us just uh, figuring this stuff out and then things will fall into place. Let people know where they can find you and give me whatever you got as long as yeah, you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's, it's kind of back to the point that I had made before about the second red pill where it's like people are, are mistaking us criticizing and, or let's just call it pointing out things that Trump did because he's the person that's supposed to be the steward of our beliefs and ideals going forward. So it's like, 
what's crazy is that us simply pointing out things that happened, not even necessarily giving as much of an opinion, but the simple act of pointing it out means, oh, that means you're anti-Trump. That means that right. you're against him. That means you're for you're shilling for DeSantis or whoever else. And it's you like, like Biden, Bobby? Yeah. And you're like, no, I can't stand Joe Biden. But saying something about Trump doesn't mean you like Biden. Okay. Right. So it's like that's it's like I blame myself and it's like i wish that the people would blame themselves and look inward and say if i can't discern that me saying something that trump did doesn't mean that i'm anti that it's like to me i equate it to how i treat my friends if a person tells me that they you know hate their financial position and they hate their job and they're sad and they're upset and they're overweight i'm not going to be like yeah man that that sucks i'm going to be like you need to like run. You need to go lift some weights. Like you need to quit that job and get a better job. I tell you the hard truth because that's what a friend does. They point out the thing that you don't want to hear to lead you to a to a path towards enlightenment. So it's like us pointing these things out is what we need to do in order to create a stronger and more resilient population and then pick and hold accountable stronger and better leaders. That's what a person who loves you would actually do. So it's like they, they they're getting mad because we're telling them the truth and they're going to, then they're going to like fire off some comment and then go to their buddy that says, no, you look good like that. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> right. No, it's the, it's, you know, it's the government's fault. So it's like, this is the behavior in my opinion of, of people that really care. And it's like, if you were to be somebody with a little bit of depth of understanding, you would look at the context. When can you talk about, let's say, let's just use Trump. When can you criticize him? The only time that you really can, if you're a team player, which I don't even like, is in the primary season. It doesn't mean that you're saying vote for DeSantis. It just means if we don't at the very least hold this guy accountable now, nobody's going to hold him accountable after all the other candidates are out because now you have to coalesce around him no matter what. Now you have to pretend he's never wrong. If there was ever a time to tell the hard truth and get people to really look at this, now would be it. But people on the right who believe to themselves to be enlightened and smart and care about the country can't even accept somebody telling them that they need to lift some weights when they're 250 pounds overweight. It's like, we're telling you the thing that you need to know because we care about you and we care about the purpose. That's right. the only reason we're doing it. So the fact that people reject that is because you don't know how a real friend would treat you when you were doing something that they perceive to be obviously not right. And the false paradigm like circus of like, you know, even after the COVID pandemic, two things happened pretty quickly after the Ukraine war and the Trump arrest. And now that's kabuki theater for the left wing and the right wing. The left wing goes, oh, we got to fight the Russian guy or whatever. And they totally forget. And, and, and that gives them a new thing to like not talk about how they lied for three years. And then with the Trump arrest, it's like, well, I can't hold Trump. Like everybody there, there was a point where people liked DeSantis more than Trump because of the COVID policy where we're yep. not saying DeSantis didn't make mistakes. He obviously did. Uh, and so did Trump. It's just DeSantis U-turned way faster. And Trump literally never U-turned. He literally yep. still hasn't U-turned. He's the biggest liar about COVID stuff out of the entire Republican Party. He's almost the only one uh, besides like the Mitt Romney class that that won't admit any of the stuff. Like he thinks the vaccine is the greatest human achievement of modern history that saved 100 million lives. And DeSantis and Bobby Kennedy are talking about vaccine injuries. So it's like pretty obvious. But anyway, you know, with all that stuff, people say, oh, like it went from like people being like for three weeks, they're like, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, maybe maybe we should notice that Trump kind of let us down. And then it's like, wait, now we can't talk. It's like, they, they, these people know what they're doing. Like Republicans 
and I'm not trying to be rude, but like Democrats are probably taking care of themselves worse, like when it comes to like lifestyle family on average. Mm -hmm. But Republicans are just as easy to fool. And it's like, we're so much better than the left. And this is the time that it really matters. You can't criticize Trump now because of this. And then like they, they, they changed the narrative so fast, like the COVID Thing was probably one of the biggest scandals in modern human history, if not all human history. Uh, you, you know, it's the, probably the biggest psychological operation I've ever seen in my life. And there's a bunch. Um, but there's not a time to talk about it because they have new narratives. And now there's a new narrative that makes it like wrong to criticize the guy who was the president at the time. And now you just have to say that the inflation was caused by the new guy who helped cause the inflation, but not the guy who was there in the first place. And then now you have to go around to speaking gigs and say, well, four years, I mean, Trump, everything was better under Trump in the economy. It's like for three years it was, but for the fourth years, it was like, you know, throwing five touchdowns at one touchdown a quarter and then throwing 50 interceptions in the fourth quarter. Like, it, you know, you lose the Super Bowl. Trump not only lost the election, but he lost, he lost like everything with the, with his COVID handling. Um, I'm not saying it's all his fault or anyone would have done different, but if, if you're going to sit around and gaslight people and say it was a four years of a great economy, the, the 2020 was one of the worst economic years in, in modern history, and it led the way for inflation. And if Republicans can't admit that, the opposition is controlled, whether people know it or not. They've controlled you with this false manipulation of like paradigms and news stories and left versus right and arrest narratives and mugshots. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. When I watch like a reality TV, I, I can tell it's fake just because I've been around certain stuff. I used to live in LA. Like my friend was a um, assistant director on one reality show. I was a I was just like standing blocking like a light. I wasn't like cool enough to be in it, but he's like, Hey, can you come by and help? I need help. And I, it's like 20 times as fake as people think it actually is. Like, it's really crazy how they do that stuff. It's like, you know, even uh, I saw Chris Christie one time in New Jersey, I saw him pretend to give out a bunch of food somewhere and I saw the truck and the truck was like, it was basically like one layer of the food and the whole truck was empty. Either it was like fake food or it was just like a, a, a PR stunt. Like that's how crazy it is. So when I watch a lot of stuff um, in politics, like in all these stories, like it reminds me of Hollywood. It's like, it's so obviously fake to me, but like, yeah, I know like, no, they might arrest them. Like it might be real, but it also like, yeah, like Kim Kardashian, like she might really be beefing with Kylie. Like, it, you know, that they, they do have real drama and they bring it to the public or they might have just wrote that. I'm not sure, but I'm not going to act like I'm 100 percent sure that they're really mad at him because it came up and now it made the right not be able to talk about what he did and what everyone else did during COVID. It's like it just reminds me of like cheap Hollywood theater and the older Trump and Biden get the the more obvious it gets, you know, because they're, they're both getting old, especially Biden. But even Trump's getting pretty old. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's this there's this documentary on Netflix about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's called I think it's called Arnold. And he talks about when how when he was a he was a Republican in in office in California. And he talks about how he would basically pretend that he was fighting with a Democrat in the public and they would spar and, and and do news hits and stuff and say things on camera to make it seem like they were fighting. But really, they had already handshaken and agreed on the deal behind the scenes. Wow. And he he says it in the documentary. He's like he's like he's like they in order to satisfy their constituents, they have to make it look like we're in this this nose to nose fight. But when in reality, we ultimately get there anyways. But they show them Whoa. fighting, and then they and then they they just. But meanwhile, the deal's already done. And then when there's some other news story or something that dominates the attention. Then it gets quietly approved of. Meanwhile, they got the gas that showed that they're fighting for you, but really right. they're not. So he, he admitted like, that. 
Yes, on the documentary. You gotta, you, if you can, I don't know like the copyright laws of the documentaries, but like putting that on Twitter, just that little clip or something, because Twitter seems like it's more open. I, I don't know. Um, dude, that's so huge. I mean, think yeah. about with like Trump and Gavin Newsom. Like, you know, you would hope that Trump and Gavin Newsom were at odds because like Gavin Newsom sucks and Trump's supposed to be like the good one. But then during the pandemic, I'll never forget because I was in, well, I, I left California because I knew it was going down. I could just tell, but uh, I don't want to be in Los Angeles. But anyway, it's like, you know, Trump's like getting along with Gavin Newsom in, in March, April, May. Like it's so diplomatic and he's giving him like COVID tests and ventilators and they're handshaking. And ever since then, Trump says me and Gavin Newsom got along great. Like he's so nice to me and stuff. And it's like, it's not even like they're pretending to fight anymore. Like he's on television telling you, I get along with this guy. Like, you know, he gets along with Gavin Newsom more than most Republicans who actually have better policy. Why? He's like, right. it's, it's like, so what you're saying too, that's like Trump's, he has so much trust over Republicans where they don't even have to fake fight anymore. Like, right. you know, Arnold did like, he could just like not fake fight and just be like, yeah, remember when I fake fought four years ago? Or like, remember when like the sanctimonious did what I just did? Let's make fun of him for doing what I just did. It's like, I bet there's a lot of that going on. Um, it's dude that. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's so fascinating to me how much people like Trump. The, the the double standards get me where it's like, if that's your thing, you're mad at Vivek for having World Economic Forum ties. And they were like very minor. And he said he got rid of them or whatever, but like they're very, very like minor at most. Trump was there with Klaus Schwab and said he did a fantastic job. Could you imagine DC Drano? God bless the guy. If, if uh, freaking you know, it was on and it was like, yo, Vivek said Klaus did a fantastic job. Oh my gosh. That would be on typical liberals page and everyone, but you know, and David Harris would probably sell a t-shirt for it. But yep. when it, it, it's Trump that said Klaus is doing a fantastic job on video, somehow that doesn't matter. But like Vivek being on the website matters so much more than Trump being next to Klaus Schwab saying he's doing a fantastic job. Like, dude, this idol worship, double standards, total delusion is going to destroy the Republican Party. I don't hate Trump. It's just like he, I look at Trump because like I'm a guy that, you know, say what you want about me. But like I've carved a life for myself. I made a name for myself and I'm not perfect. I could take a joke, but like I'm not a total pushover. You know what I'm saying? It's like if somebody like punched me in the side of the ribs five times at a bar, I'm not standing there saying, thank you, daddy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> With Trump, like he knows he's so much more alpha. Like the vibe I get when Trump talks to his audience now, it's not like 2018 when it was cool in 2019, even 2020. It just seems like Trump's pissing in everyone's face. He's like, I know you pathetic people aren't going to do anything. I don't even have to pretend like I'm fighting with Gavin Newsom. I'll just say he doesn't, you know, we're friends and we're cool. And like, I get along with him because you guys won't do shit. You uh -huh. idiots won't do. Oh, Lindsey. Graham, you're booing. He goes, he looks at me, he goes, I'll fix that. I'll change that. Like, dude, you know how condescending that is? Imagine if you disagreed with me right now and I go, oh, Bobby, I'll change. After this, we'll have a talk. I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. You, you know, you, you won't see that comment again. Like, yep. it's so kind of, it's so like slave master-esque and it's not like Trump's bit. He doesn't need to like hold you for ransom. It's Stockholm syndrome. He's just like, these people I don't, aren't going to question me. I don't even have to pretend like I'm fighting. Here's Lindsey Graham on a stage. Suck it down, Patriots. Suck it down. And they're like, gulp, gulp, gulp. I'll boo for five <laughs> seconds and feel self-righteous. It's like, it's so pathetic. I'm like, dude, this is, it's so sad. I'm not asking people to abandon the Trump trade. It's just like, have a spine or else you're going to be a doormat. If you act like a doormat and walk like a doormat and talk like a doormat, Trump's going to walk all over you. And it's not necessarily his fault. It's just so sad to me that like all these strong patriotic men 
Like mm-hmm. you, you got like ex-military people Q LARPing and stuff, and they're like, Did you read Trump's executive orders? He's the president, he's in a submarine right now. And it's like, he's not though. The country's right. going to shit. Trump's not president. The border's open. Trump's not president. We want him to get in next time, but he's not there now. You got these tough guys play, like role-playing Q-tard. It's, it's insane to me that this is still going on. And I only can laugh about it and find other interests in life because I'm, you know, I'm not a pessimistic or a black-pilled person, but it's like, I've, I see the Republican party for what it is. And I've come to the conclusion that right now at this moment, enough people don't want to be honest with themselves. So I'm not going to sit and cry about it all the time. Like I did a couple of years ago, I'm just going to move on and, uh, you know, water fast. Cause I'm getting a little too fat. That's what I'm doing today. <laughs> drinking water about to piss myself. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it definitely is. Uh, it definitely is unfortunate because all of these voices that have this overwhelming, uh, attention online, they really could be doing journalism. They really could be doing great things. And the fact that they have an inside track to speak to Trump and influence him directly or indirectly, or at least the people that follow them, to me, it's like such a missed opportunity. What I wonder is like, it's like, how could they not know that they're doing that? And if they are doing that and they're just leaving out all these things that he says and does, and then they'll meticulously pick apart any other candidate and say that he's a loser, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like if you, if Tom Brady is the, to go back to the Tom Brady, it's like, if Tom Brady is the starting quarterback, then it's like, I don't care what people say about DeSantis. He's the most effective number two that there is. And if you're saying like, this guy's a loser, neocon, like China shill, and he wears high heels. It's like, well, if Don, when Donnie is, let's say he serves his term, who's the next guy? Is it, is it Vivek? Is that the person? So you're just going to completely ruin this guy. That's done all these things that are good because well, Donnie with, said, boo, it's with DeSantis too. It's like, he could go over to China and do something and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, that proves he sold out. Trump could literally like be on his knees at Xi Ping and they'll be like, dude, it's a sign. When yeah. Trump's on his knees, he's on his feet. When he's on his feet, he's on a spaceship. Thanks space force. Kamala Harris. Trump's going to shoot Xi Ping with a rocket. And you're like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, the, yeah. the double stand, if they could criticize DeSantis and Trump equally, I wouldn't care. But yeah. literally, like, it's it's so nuts that, like, no matter what, it's like it, BLM endorses him. It's like, oh, that's awesome. It's like if BLM endorsed DeSantis, it's like, that proves he's a libtard. He's a liberal. And it's like, do, like you said, do these people believe themselves? There's no way. They, they, they have to know they're full of crap. Yep. Right? You they have think. to. They you can't think. be because they're smart enough to, to look through all this. So that, so that to me is like kind of like you said. It's like the right is. It's like almost worse. It's like if you're pretending like 1776 patriots, and then you're just like, and then you Yo, just Vin- lie about this. It's like, well then, well screw you, dude. Like I will Vivek- not buy the lumpy pillow. Like I will not use the coupon code. Like fuck off. Dude. Vivek does that stuff too. I was like trolling him one time, and like, and then he sold like 1776 T-shirts like the day after we were talking about it or whatever. Yeah. I think I think it was when you were on the show. I can't remember. But uh, um, it's like I tell people this. I say I don't trust Vivek at all. I think he's a people pleaser. I think he's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just like he's like the guy at work. He's like, hey, I'm here. To-. It's like, oh, sure you are, bro. Um, but at the same time, I still do like him better than most candidates because I'm yep. realistic. And even though he does all those things, everyone like just because other people are good actors doesn't mean that like he actually does take some principled stance that he's not willing to budge. That's pretty heroic and brave of him uh, in that sphere that even Trump and DeSantis don't do. So I got to give credit where it's due. It's like he, I, even though I don't trust him, this is like, in my opinion, the accurate take, I don't trust him. 
I like him. He's a nice guy. Um, but just cause I don't trust him doesn't mean I'm going to like say like, Oh, he's world economic forum. And it's like, okay, so what about Trump at the world economic forum saying Klaus is doing a fantastic job? Is that world economic forum? No. Well, now what you're saying doesn't mean anything because you don't hold the line equally for everyone. You know, it's like, yes, exactly. now it doesn't mean anything. So it's like with Vivek, like people can't wrap their head around. I'm like, I do not trust him at all. I stand by everything I said previously, but at the same time, you know, I watch what happens and there's certain categories like, you know, the second or third debate, whatever it was, it was like, well, I, I love Israel. And they're like, I love it more. I, I'd send them $50 billion. I'd send them a trillion dollars. Nikki Haley's like, I'd throw our country in a trash can for it. She's like, they don't need, we don't need them. It's like everyone. And then Ron was talking and like every, and like, you know, and then uh, even Vivek was like, I'd put Hamas's head on a stake. And it's like, bro, you're like five, you're, you're not putting anyone's head on a stake. You're not, yep. You know what I'm saying? You can't even put a stake on a stake, let alone a freaking head on it. But like, you know, he's like, I do that. But he's like, I also believe in free speech. And they all got like mad at him. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like that was a good take. Like, you know, I get that he was trying to please both sides, but he stood on something that mattered where it's like, I don't trust him. But it's same with RFK. Like he's done things I don't like, but I do like certain things about him. I'm just realistic. I don't trust him. I don't think he would, but I would like to see him at the FDA or the HHS. I would yep. love to see that. That would be a Trump if Trump was smart. And I don't even know if I want this anymore because I don't know if Ron DeSantis would go crazy and just destroy the First Amendment for Israel. But in general, if Trump wins and he says, Bobby, you're my HHS, the head of HHS. DeSantis, you're my attorney general. Bro, election won by 20 points. You know what I'm saying? Like you scoop up both. Both sides are happy. RFK people like I would I would vote for Trump more like i'm not saying i'm not going to it's just like i want to see how it plays out i'm not voting for biden it's just trump is like kind of disgusting to me now but in general if he said i'm putting bobby at hhs i'm closing the border and then i'm going to be full of shit on everything else i'll be like okay i'll vote for you like i know you're going to do a little bit you know i'll put yeah. DeSantis here like please do something like that because i can't i can't do another pharmaceutical lobbyist at hhs and i'm going to have like QAnon boomers on, on Instagram being like, you don't understand when they put glyphosate on all the vegetables, he's really putting Nikola Tesla juice. Eat the juice. He's like, oh, and you're like, dude, I don't know if you should be sucking down Moder like leftover Moderna juice like that. He's like, no, trust me. I, I watch X-22 report and I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it anymore, bro. Please, for the love of God, Trump, if you get in, hire not a pharmaceutical lobbyist to run the health department or else the, like our kids and our kids' kids are going to come out deformed. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That, that's a, I, I watch a guy that his – I look at his shoes. He has boots on. I show his boots, and he talks to me behind the behind the illusion of, of no face, and he just has his boots visible. <laughs> I, I'll just say that – I'll just say that, like, the thing that's – the thing that can be true, which I think a lot of people don't understand, is, like, Trump, DeSantis, and Vivek are all good candidates. They're all – Generally speaking, somebody that we agree with 90% of the time, we're just being people that want to be critical to find the best candidate, to find the one that has to answer all the questions. I believe that all three of them are very, very good, generally speaking. And that's why it always bothered me when Donnie is just like, oh, he's got heels on. He's a loser. It's like, okay, why don't you just talk about a thing that really matters? But people eat that stuff like it's like it's chum in the water. And Dude, but anyways. 
DeSantis should start go, like throwing more low blows. I don't know if it's smart though, but he should be should be like, yo, you're kind of fat though. You know, you yeah. call Chris Christie fat. You're also you're fatter than me. He, like, dude, you know how RFK was like working out? I know that's not like presidential or whatever, but like if Ron DeSantis just pulled one of these and was like, bro, look at this muscle, dude. He's like, yeah. you're a fatty. You drink Diet Coke, fatty. You know, you drink, you eat McDonald's, fat boy. Like, dude, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's polite. You probably shouldn't do that to any former president, but for my own entertainment. You know, like, oh, you got little boots. Oh, wow, you're big and fat. That's cool. He's like, I, I, I served in the military. I'm small. I play baseball. I'm athletic. You're, you play golf because that's all you could do. You can't play real sports. You know, like, to like, come on, dude, step it up a little bit. Like, take yeah. the boot off, throw it at him. Like that guy in Afghanistan threw it at a, or Iraq <laughs> threw it at Bush. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw it off. Get, like, wear sandals to one of the debates. I don't know. You got to switch it up because, like, it's, you know, I'm tired of hearing about the boots. It's like, dude, I'll take. I'll take a midget that's like two foot tall if, if he would uh you know stop printing so much money and like end foreign wars. Dude, I'd support it. I'd support a freaking ant, you know, that wasn't even a human for president. Yeah. Well, they, I, they I, I it's gonna be interesting to see what happens tomorrow in that debate with DeSantis. I or with that debate with Newsom. I think that's gonna be an oh, that's tomorrow. Watch. Yeah, it's tomorrow night at I think at nine o'clock. I would encourage people to watch it. You think oh, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna watch that because dude, that yeah. has a big national landscape of like yeah. you know, if DeSantis makes him look really stupid, that's awesome. If new if Newsom crushes DeSantis somehow and makes him look us look stupid or every like that's also really good for Newsom. Like, dude, this is everyone's like, why, why should dude, he's down 40 po points in the poll. Trump calls him names all the time and calls him a pedo. It's like just let him fucking excuse my language, excuse cook. me. Let me Franken sauce debate. You know, I, I want to see it. Newsom and DeSantis. That, yeah. in my opinion, that's way, way better than the GOP debates. And I'd rather watch that than a Trump rally because it's like something we haven't seen before. And Newsom, you know, he's going to look, he's going to be smiling. He's going to have that slick back. You know, DeSantis is going to get them. You know, he's going to be on stilts. He's going to be up here. And you're like, yo, what's going on? And he's like, what? I don't what <laughs> but bro but bro but this is the thing that's this is the thing what's going to happen is it doesn't matter how good how good DeSantis does for the right it doesn't matter because this is the first real debate when you really if you really want to be honest this is the first real debate one person versus one person the rest of it is like a talk it's like a it's like a pull string uh slogan fest this is the first real debate and and i would say it might be the only one because if if trump and biden win they're not going to debate each other this might be the only thing we got but i would wager that all of the people in the in the mainstream conservative social media sphere they will not show the clips of him dominating Newsom. They will not s highlight all the things that he did good. All they'll talk about is his shoes, his smile, how weird he looks, some strange moment in the debate or where he pauses or has a strange look. That's the only thing that you'll see. And that just goes to show that they don't care about the purpose. They don't care about the mission. All they care about is the views and, and looking Donnie's boots. And that's the sad part about it all. Why are people so petty and childish like that? You know what I'm saying? Like people, it, people just act like kids to me. Like it's like, I, I've said before that like people who are really obsessed with Trump, you're better off telling like a six-year-old that the tooth fairy is fake than telling a grown adult that Trump isn't like the savior of reality. Like telling a QAnon person that Trump isn't Nikola Tesla's secret space force uh, employee, like is, is harder to do than telling a kid that the tooth, because the kid will cry for five second minutes and then realize it's fake. Dude, some of these people hold on to it forever. So it's like, you know, if DeSantis crushes Newsom, like there are, you know, there's a lot of sneakery going on, but there is a lot of cultural impact going on. And I do think this is a very culturally impactful, like at the end of the day, hopefully they don't talk too much about foreign policy because since they're both governors, I hope it's all about America because that's what yeah. actually matters anyway. But yep. in general, it's like, 
dude, there's two ideologies that are going away from each other. And even, you know, in California, the taxes are brutal. Everybody's moving to Florida. I'm probably out soon. Like I heard they're trying to do like an exit tax, bro. I'm not letting this guy steal my money. If I leave, like I'm, I'm out, I'm out at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? It's been fun. I love it here. It's amazing. Dude, business income tax is disgusting. It's, it's absolutely repulsive. I'm yep. going to a zero income tax state, but in general, yep. dude, I'm actually like, I don't get excited for political stuff because it's mostly clownery, but dude, Newsom and DeSantis is kind of tight. It, dude, if it was yeah. Trump and Newsom, Trump would just be like, I he's like, listen, you're gay. <laughs> he's like, you're gay, but you're one of the gays I like, like Rick Grinnell or Caitlyn Jenner. Is Caitlyn Jenner gay or is she straight? I don't know. I don't know what bathroom she could use. Anyone at Mar-a-Lago. Any bathroom she wants. Name, I'll call her any pronoun she wants. But listen, Gavin Newsom, <laughs> you're also, you look good. You're a good looking guy, Gavin good Newsom. And guy. you complimented me during COVID. So let's not even debate. Let's just pass another Operation Warp Speed. No, <laughs> let's do it together. I love you. You're a nice guy. I can't even hit him. Bro, I can't, can't even hit him because it's nice to me. I, I, dude, I'm kind of pumped for it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's good theater, bro. But also, I mean, I think there's... There are some tangibles that uh, that DeSantis really did do in Florida, uh, you know, um, and then there's some tangibles that Gavin Newsom absolutely did do as well. And like, dude, this is a this this is a big one. I don't, dude. I, don't get I think it is. I'm, I'm pumped off it, dude. I'm gonna, I might. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I'm gonna be water fasting, so I'm gonna be drinking some bone broth tomorrow, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be lit off the bone broth. Yeah. Watching some, watching some Newsom versus DeSantis, you know. Yeah, I think it's good, but that's the thing. It's like it'll really it will really show how much everybody cares about the movement patriots if depending on what they clip out from that thing because i would wager that they're gonna be like i'm not even watching this is stupid it's like all right i guess like let's talk <laughs> about his boots guys let's talk about his smile it's like Good. if he wipes the floor with them or even if he just has good talking points instead of marketing them because they're so loyal yeah, you know, like that's all that we're gonna see. That's my. I'm favorite. gonna get the good clips. I'm. I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna be a Los Angeles Clipper, if you know what I mean. But um, yep. dude, I might just make a DeSantis remix just to piss you off. I'm gonna take like one weird thing and just like uh, 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 make an EDM song out of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then Bobby's, and then I'll be like, ha ha, dude, look at him. Look at his. Look at his face. And they're like, dude, he, he, he actually won the debate. It's like, yeah, but I mean, he, he, he you know, he. I understand though. I talk so much. Sometimes like I lick my lips and you don't realize until you film yourself. And this goes for everybody like Trump, Biden, all of them, even though I don't like Biden. When you talk enough, you make mistakes and people are like, oh, dude, he said the wrong word. You know, Trump said the wrong state. Like even DeSantis people are like Trump said the wrong thing. DeSantis, it's like, bro, you know how hard it is to talk every day all the time and never make a mistake. Or like, like I lick my lips and like I got chapped lips and stuff. You know, I'm not a professional. I don't got like makeup people like other people. And like if someone clips me just like licking my lips and stuff and like repeats it, it's, dude, it would suck, you know? Like luckily I'm not under that type of scrutiny. But it's like with that sort of stuff, it, you know, Trump, do you remember the one of Trump where he's like, Ugh! like in the one debate, there's that one picture that I always find that liberals use. Ugh! But it's like mid talking when you're talking, it's like, Ugh! yep. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I feel for all of them, even Biden, because they're like, dude, he said the wrong thing. It's like, Bro, he's a thousand years old and he talks eight hours a day. Like, dude, shouldn't even be standing, let alone freaking debating Israel and Palestine. They're like, dude, he called Palestine like a platypus. And you're like, give him a break, bro. You know, yeah. Israel versus platypus is a way more interesting battle anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like they'll they'll clip that out, but not clip out the thing that really happened, the real policy they went in place because everyone eats it up and they're like, oh, but it's old and dumb. And it's like. All right. Well, now we're using all the attention of the day on something that's 
like who gives a shit really it's like oh someone booed somebody at a game who cares like that's not news but people eat that up man i could talk to bobby forever this was a great podcast i'm just gonna declare it confidently man that that flowed like uh the nile river so to speak no disrespect <laughs> to any other ethnicities i know it's sensitive using other cultures now you know god bless the nile river where mm. can people find you bobby just drop a few links and guys i'm gonna put his stuff in the description afterwards yeah so it's at take naps on instagram that's home base but i'm also on tiktok take naps with two s's and then all my links are at followbobby.com follow bobby f-o-l-l-o-w-b-o-b-b-y follow bobby.com all right guys god bless you and check out i'm gonna roll some stuff in the in the credits appreciate you guys this has been another successful episode of dreamer our podcast appreciate you guys hey what's going on my friends just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to the first way is dreamrare.com we have blue beanies black beanies pink hats other colored hats freedom versus tyranny shirts stay blessed long sleeve god is great long sleeve and lots of more cool items coming soon dreamrare.com check out the shop to support everything's made in the united states handpicked by me patreon.com slash rare talk for five dollars a month you can help support me support the show if you haven't noticed unlike other channels i don't work with very many sponsors sometimes none at all and part of the way i'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk so thank you guys for keeping this show free unimpeded uninterrupted i'm forever grateful my free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying. So I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com. It helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com. That's dreamrarelinks.com. Has all my stuff. My podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast my music on spotify and apple my rumble page my bit shoot and gab page all my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com thanks for watching folks god bless you